everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fan With the Fanbyte Podcast. This is May 5th and episode 62. I don't usually say the number of the episode at the top, but you're getting it this week because it's an auspicious occasion because we are this week joined by John Warren, editor at large of Fanbyte Media. I'm auspicious now, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we changed your title and you got to be auspicious. I thing, but oh. it's not. <laughs> I. It super does say that in our calendar. It specifically mentions Cinco de Mayo, and I still forgot that that was today. I mean, that's it's fine. It's a weird yeah. holiday, huh? It is a weird holiday. We yeah. let me tell you, we don't celebrate it a ton up here in Far North Dakota. Yeah. Word? Yeah, really? it doesn't come up. It doesn't huh. come up really. It is weird. freezing here, by the way. Um, we are also joined by you. Just heard their voice. You heard the voice of Danielle Riando, editor in chief of Fanby.com. How are you doing? Hi, that's me. I don't think anybody's doing much like Cinco de Mayo anything right now, so it's okay. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, even in other parts of the country, I would imagine things have slowed I, down a little bit. Danielle, I can't believe you're not tearfully making margaritas in your kitchen right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you know I didn't? <laughs> How do you know I didn't make myself a little little something for a margarita? You're sitting there with a mason jar full of improperly (laughs) frozen margarita. (laughs) That that sounds like a very me slash mom move. Yeah, that's very mom. Uh, (laughs) Somewhere in the mix there, you definitely also heard the voice of social editor Nikki Grayson. Hello. Yep. Is that what we're going for? Nikki was having some voice troubles earlier today, and I think now... Yeah, so what's happened is I took some medicine, and uh, now I sound like this. Yeah, you got your mojo back? Yeah, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and then someone who never forgets to take their morning mojo, we have uh, Features and Trending Editor Merit K of Fanbyte.com. Yeah, I just take a big slurp out of that nasty red drink. Uh-huh. And uh, mm. that was taken out of Austin Powers' region. And uh, <laughs> I just, I sipped that, and then that's how Scott Evil was born. Uh-huh. Oh, oh is that, okay. that is how that worked, isn't it? It was like Canonically, time travel. yeah. Uh, also, I just want to point out that we're approaching like a really funny number of episodes. Yep. Yeah, yep. uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. yeah, 64 is a pretty funny game. 64 yeah. is great because it's like, you know, like every Nintendo 64 game was like Quest 64, yeah. Mario yeah. 64. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So, we'll be fan with yeah. 64 and everybody's like, wow, they're Whoa. coming out on next generation hardware. Yeah, we're graduating from 16-bit. We skipped mm-hmm. 32 because honestly, like, who owned a... Well, I guess that was PlayStation, Who owned a PlayStation, huh? am I right? Who owned a PlayStation? Who owned yeah. one of those? <laughs> who had one of those? I, 64 is twice as many bits as 32, so Nintendo is better than PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Finally, what, hmm. what are you, you wanting specifically hmm. here? I guess for some reason in my brain, the the three the 360. Good night. The the Nintendo 64 and the and the Sony PlayStation were kind of of the same ilk, and I guess I just didn't really put together that the PlayStation was a 32 bit machine. Now, when you say ilk, what are you saying? I meant like they, they had the same number of bits inside oh, of them. No, oh, no, they didn't. No, no. this Nintendo had twice as many bits, but the Jaguar had like 
I think it had like 128 bits. So yeah. that was sort of the, the point at which we realized that this is a completely meaningless number. Totally <laughs> yeah. Damn, fucked up that Atari was like, we fi- we figured it out. We got the most. And then Except we all again decided that it was not it wasn't meaningful. Really 128 bits? Because I'm pretty sure they just like strapped two computers together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then made it look like a toilet. And then we're like, this is the Jaguar. Yeah. And then Nintendo took that model later on when they duct taped two GameCubes together to make yeah, it. I knew that was coming. True. I knew it. I knew yes. it. I felt it. <laughs> well, what they did is they put them together, but then they kind of smushed them down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. They put them in one of those hydraulic crushers, and it came out kind of flattened <laughs> like that. Yeah. It was yeah. a huge selling point of the Wii. I remember like printing, this was at the age where I was like printing shit out. At the library yeah. and like, oh, yeah. taking Aww. it to school so I could share the gaming news with my friends. <laughs> and I remember it was like a bullet point on Nintendo's website at one point. They were like, it's as big as three DVD cases stacked on top of each other. And I was like, wow. holy shit, this is the future of gaming. They figured out how to get Mario in a box that small. Mm-hmm. Well, because the Xbox was like fucking enormous. Yeah. Yeah. The PlayStation 3 was also pretty enormous when you jumped forward. It was forward. round. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was round, which was like, that was a bad idea, huh? <laughs> Convex, you know? Yeah. Who asked for that? Not me. I didn't want that George Foreman grill, except I bought it on day one for $600. <laughs> that is what it looked like. Uh-huh, yeah. What launch games did you get with it, Stephen? Because was- wasn't it like a racing game and a and a kill there was the dra- game, that dragon that was game, it? the flying dragon game that used oh, God, the six axis. I don't think, mm-hmm. did Layer actually make it in time for oh, release maybe day? Not. Maybe I don't not. know if it did. I think it was promised as one, but I think it was pushed off oh, because okay. it was such a fucking development hellscape was part of the problem. Uh, I bought Resistance Fall of Man was a game that I bought. Oh, right, that's one. the alien shooties. Yeah, kind of. It's like takes place in World War II, and there's like a bunch of weird monsters all over Earth in that time, and it's yeah, like historically. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, uh, Nicolas Cage famously is going to be playing one of the doctors who created the monsters in the Resistance Fall of Man movie that it's coming out uh, uh, in 2022. Sorry. Wait. Is this a Wait. bit or like this, a real thing? This is this is this is a bit. That's a bit. Uh, see, yeah. I can't tell when you're talking about Nick Cage. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, it's just impossible to tell because you could tell me, uh, oh, he's playing the Tiger King guy. And unless I had, act- and I have, I saw that in the news, so I know it's true, but like, I could have just been like, yeah, I mean, po- I, I would Probably. believe that or like not. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. Can I yeah. read? Can I read a list of the PS3 launch titles to y'all? Because please, I, oh, I, please. I, it's pretty I, fucking I, dire, John. I didn't. G- give I didn't me some SSX these. tricky. Uh, no, not even that cool. Yeah, Mary, that would have been oh, way no. better. <laughs> yeah, that was like uh, pre. That was pre, Bla- pre PS3. There's Blast Factor. Yeah. Oh, now okay. that's nothing. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure like that's too. what. That's what the, the Sega Genesis had, so it could make right. Sonic run faster and what made <laughs> yeah. it better than the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, Blast Factor looks like what was in Vector Man's toilet. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, and, okay, I need to see this. Uh, let's see. Uh, Call of Duty 3. Oh, uh, okay. sure. Genji, the third one. Genji, Days of the Blade. Oh, giant Enemy Crabs. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, to skip, I'm gonna uh, skip Ridge, Was Ridge Racer on there? Uh, hold on one second. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mobile oh, Suit okay. Gundam Crossfire. Not Motor great. Storm. I remember That's... Motor Storm. Yeah, Motor Storm I remember okay. Motor Storm. Video game. Motor Storm is uh, fine. Motor Storm is fine. Need for Speed Carbon. Not that great. Resistance Not a... Fall of Man. Yes. Ridge good. Racer 7. 
Bridge Racer. There we go. Bridge Racer. Yeah. Oh, oh, Bridge Racer. I didn't understand because your pronunciation was off. Uh huh. Um, Tiger Woods before he had his meltdown. Right, right, right. Uh, this is 2006, by the yep. way, right? Uh, Tony Hawk's Project 8. God, that game was bad. Yep. Oh, right. Is oh, that right. the one with the shitty skateboard? Uh, no, like no that was Tony Ride. Hawk Ride. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then Untold Legends Dark Kingdom. That's oh, really? The, the prequel to Raid Shadow Legends? That's amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, wait. That's nothing. That's um, nothing. I'm trying... I know. I mm, I paid a lot of attention. What is this one? Okay, wait. Untold Legends must be one of the worst. What that reminds me of is uh, a game that I actually really liked called Stories: The Path of Destinies. Okay. Which is just nothing. That title (laughs) is nothing. But it was like a branching narrative game where you play as like a cool fox with a sword and a grappling hook. Um, Oh. I love Sly Cooper. And it had like a. Uh, a narrator a thing? Raccoon. Like, what's it called? Bastion. Bastion. Oh. Yeah, like Bastion. Yeah. It was kind of like Bastion, but with, like, you got to an ending, and then it was like, and then he died. Oh, actually, no, that's not what happened. And then you go back to the beginning. And it's oh, like, it was like Sands of Time. Good. Yeah. Nice. I actually like that thing. I like I like a good narrator in video games. Not enough good narrators in video games, personally, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think SSX Tricky should have a narrator in the next one. I agree. Yeah. They should make it. Now, Nikki, you did share with us a picture of Cloud Strife, which I'm going to guess is powered by the PS3. This is the PS3 yes, demo. Yes, this is the PS3 tech it looks demo. Looks like a dead ah. doll. It looks. Yeah. Like, it looks like Jackie Bryant from Virtua Fighter Three. Oh, it yeah. looks like someone is wearing a Jackie Bryant mask. Yeah. And their eyes are like just sticking out, and it's yeah. horrible. It Those looks like Daral, the boss robot in that game, made out of yeah. liquid metal, put on a mask of Jackie Bryant, and it's just like, <laughs> hello, hello. Oh boy. For people who basically looks the same though. Yep. For people who can't see this right now, uh, what this is is I think this is an image from that PS3 tech demo where Square Enix was like, "Look, we're not making Final Fantasy VII remake. Well, we'll but never do that. <laughs> but what if we did? <laughs> Wouldn't uh, that be cool?" Wait, at that point, hadn't it only been like ten years? Yeah, I guess that's long years. enough. I guess that's yeah. long enough in video games, right? It, yeah. it was long that's enough in video games. Up. It, yeah, it is kind of strange to think about, isn't it? That, that was like, like between, t- in the gap of 10 years, they went from what Final Fantasy VII actually looks like to this tech demo of a video game that didn't come out for another uh, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, 15 years. Looks, yeah, but this looks like shit, Nikki. Yeah, but so did Final Fantasy VII. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough. I mean, look, compared to what it looks like now. Every skybox in that game, well, this is an issue that's actually in the remake too, but every skybox in that game is just a, the most flat JPEG I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. Also, yes, you're right, hilariously, a problem with 2020's <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, uh, just just Steven, put in more JPEGs. Mm-hmm. Now, Steven, <clears throat> yeah. Um, why did you feel the need to share the image you've shared with us? Because that, I looked up uh, Untold Legends Dark Brotherhood on Wikipedia, and ah. the one and only image in that entire Wikipedia page is just this. Ah, okay. <laughs> <It> says, <laughs> maybe take a crack at that describing this, because I, I will not. <laughs> Wait. It's, 
Wait, wait. They, their Untold Legends was also a PSP launch title. Yeah. Oh it my was. god, really? I re- I remember that one. I remember that launch title because it's remember. like a. This is nothing. Like, is it's it like, like a, a gauntlet? It's like a Baldur's Gate. No, not Baldur's Gate. Uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. It's like a Dark Alliance game. I mean, this sounds like a thing. game that Rhode Island paid for. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, Danielle, I mean, do you want to weigh in? <laughs> <laughs> like, may or may not have corrupted no, my no. home state. This picture, this picture, again, like, this is like, I would say, what, from that era, like 2006? Yeah, it is literally from 2006. 2006 picture, it's E3 yes. 2006 is what it says. Okay. Do you want to uh, describe it? I can describe it. I can try. Um, <laughs> I can it is... new things every time I look at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you see the guy with... Okay. I'll just I'll say... I'll make sure it is the best part. Steven is, yeah. is uh, sort of struggling, I think, to explain this. <laughs> yeah. what, what we're looking at to, here is two women... Um, Booth babes in the parlance. Yeah, I think yeah. it's fair to call them booth babes. Love them yeah. or hate them. Are wearing yeah. leather pants with like a big buckle. Like a big they're wearing buckle. the same the same outfit. So like, yeah. uh, one of them's blind. One of them has dark hair. They're wearing these leather pants and then this these leather crop tops that say Dark Kingdoms across them, but then look <laughs> also like they were something a character in that game would wear. Yeah, um, yes. because they have sort of like these details at the bottom, and they're also wearing. Uh, what can only be described <laughs> as capes that look like like a tablecloths. Like, yeah, it's, what is yeah. that? It's grandma's curtains. It's yeah, it's what my, it is. It's they look my, yeah. like curtains. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they went to Mood in L.A. and were like, uh, mm-hmm. "Cut me off something that looks like you found it in Meatloaf's basement." It can't cost more than a dollar fifty a yard. I cannot stress this enough. It has to be very cheap. Very. And uh, yeah, they're standing in front. of of the booth for Dark Kingdom, which seems very small. Although I can't really tell. Maybe it's big, because I, I think we're not getting the whole thing. There's a bunch of small screens with Dark Kingdom on it, and then there appears to be like a doorway into what could be like a giant mouth, because it looks yeah. like there are teeth coming off the ceiling. And it's there a sex is, dungeon. Yeah. There is a man uh, at the sort of check-in booth for, uh, for the experience, mm-hmm. and I can't read... Oh, I can. Oh, can yeah. I think it says gamersloft.net. No, gamersinfo.net. Gamersloft.net. And I am going to gamersinfo. Is it gamersinfo? Gamersinfo.net. Yeah. I am going to gamersinfo.net, and it's been registered with Gandhi.net. Oh, Gandhi got this one. That's sort of my favorite, you know, when I need a domain name. I go to Gandhi.net. I also want to describe this person because we we only see the back of them. We see that they're wearing that coat and some jeans and I think a headband over some very, like, uh, big curly hair. They do look to me like Gabe Newell from the back. Yep. I can't Uh, get that image out of my head. So you're positing It's incognito Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, Yeah. Gabe Newell. Sort of repping his favorite. Yeah. gaming site gamersinfo.net <laughs> he he's just get, picked up a coat from the gamersinfo.net booth before now, coming into this he, photo he couldn't get it he couldn't get into this booth appointment for some reason and this is why he started uh steam instead uh, <laughs> i'll like, show them ah, all damn. <laughs> I, just uh, go I am gonna plug steam. in gamersinfo.net into the wayback machine oh good yes, idea please, mm-hmm. and see sort of what was there while um, you do that okay do yeah. y'all see the skeleton 
in yes. the yeah. on in the right hand yes. side of the I do see this fucking party city skeleton. <laughs> and it looks like there's a like, person talking to the skeleton. <laughs> talking to the skeleton. Okay, wait. When is when is E3 traditionally? June? June. June. Okay. So I'm gonna look at an update from from June. Like June fifteenth uh, or something. Okay, I'm gonna look at twentieth. Okay. In 2006, because this site had a lot of traffic in 2005, 2006. Okay. Um, they so... shot their shot this year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they were really... like, listen, we got to hit every booth. They tried to sort of launch their site, and, uh, you know, they, they were around for a year or two and then collapsed. Okay, so I am, I've got a background. I've got, okay. Okay, so this is kind of like a promising page. I'm going to just do a little screen cap here. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Drop this in okay. for you. I love how visual this show is because podcasts yeah. are traditionally yeah. not a visual medium. And uh, I feel like we're breaking new ground with this. And really are. a positive listener experience. Uh, we'll just post all these in the show notes. We'll just on that on the Ooh, post for the site. Okay. Oh, yeah. Post all, right. all these images. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The internet used to be so good. This is a 2006 webpage, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that's <sighs> what I call internet. This looks exactly like what IGN looked like in 2006, just gray yeah. instead of white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I am going to go to the Who We Are page to see if anyone we know uh, yeah. was involved in this oh website. I'm like, did I work for these people? Because <laughs> they apparently, <laughs> it's entirely possible. they went under in 2017. Oh, oh wow. wow, that's oh, recent. they had a long run. Pour one out for ga gamersinfo.net. Now, yeah. here, but while wow. you do that, Merritt, I do want to just point out one thing about the sidebar of this Are website. Are you going to point out the thing that I was about to point out? I think that's a good idea, Stephen. Go ahead. Maybe, but if we're both thinking about the same thing, it says here on the far on the far left of the page, because uh, left-hand nav used to be a thing for people who haven't used the internet for very uh -huh. long. Um, it does say that there's a tab for E3 2006, which would make sense because this was t this screenshot is from 2006. Above that tab is says E3 2005, which would have yep. happened <laughs> one full year before <laughs> the events of this screenshot. And that, <laughs> why would you still have that information? That was the traffic that they survived on for a year. <laughs> yeah, E3 2005 like, was listen, big for that. For I'm not real. gonna. I, I'm not gonna give them a hard time for that because our Twitter yeah. bot still tweets stuff like poorly. Yeah, we got really sorry, guys. So you know, uh, I can't. I can't really talk. I was gonna point out the fact that there's just a full tab on the right for games for kids. That's Bratz Rock like Angels. Bratz Rock yeah. Angels, and also Winnie the Pooh's Rumbly Tumbly Adventure. Can I? Can I tell you their sort of their commandments for reviews? Because oh, so yeah, I was please. looking at the Who We Are page, and this was just like. They want it to be 90% reviews and they're not, wow. they're saying they're not journalists and, um, <laughs> okay. and, uh, sure. they're, they're all volunteer. ESA. It's a volunteer run site <laughs> okay. and they don't do, they don't assign like numbers or letters to games. So that's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, Ahead of the game. So here are their, their kind of criteria. No game shall be reviewed in four days. It's impossible to know the game. Our reviews will take 10 to 30 days, depending on the depth of the game. Damn. No game wow. shall be compared to another game unless it is a sequel. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this is good. Like all games should be reviewed great. on their own merits or sure. you run yeah. the risk of the player not understanding the comparison. Hmm, yeah. Damn. I mean, that's a thing that I even today tell freelancers not to do is like, don't Try compare to this do to like, like a thing. Yeah. To, yeah at least yeah. in the text, you know, in your own mind, it's I whatever. I mean, fair. But, yeah. I, I like this and place. And they also have multiple people who review the same game oh. because they're like, 
We believe in contextual reviews. Uh, RP Gamer, RP Gamer does that. That was one of my favorite RPG sites. Like kind of mm, growing up, yeah. and they they would have multiple people review games. I like that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to like now just immediately try to undercut them, but. I am looking now at latest blogs, which is the which is the square above games for kids. Uh -huh. They have a couple of things on there that, I, like, honestly, in two thousand six, like regular updates about Eve Online would have actually probably uh, appealed to me because I was playing a lot of Eve Online at uh -huh. that time. Uh, but there, uh, above that, above mm. Eve Online updates is World of Warcraft colon shh quietly comma there she tiptoes and Runescape. <laughs> <laughs> Roofscape running from the law altar, which is my favorite fate go character skin. That's his for you know Joan of Arc. Yeah. Well, uh, y'all, I can I tell you how many times I have been to an E3 and had to review the absolute dregs, <laughs> the like babysitting mama game with a a doll that you had to stick the fucking Wiimote in the ass don't of the doll. The baby. Don't, don't no, shake the baby. Don't shake the baby too hard. Just stop and, it. The the somebody somebody's paintball game and like seventeen oh, yeah. different iterations of the things with a Z on the end. Like I oh, had to yeah. go to the Majesco oh, booths like a hundred times. Oh Majesco! And I had to play every single game in there. And sometimes there were upwards of like two dozen games in booths. That's amazing. Like that. no, That's incredible. Nick, Nikki, this for is reference. how I started this career. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I get it. Like it makes sense. Uh, Nikki, for reference, uh, Majesco was a company that basically, you remember how you and I went to go see Spongebob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrate? Yeah, that was their whole jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I had plenty of Majesco games because oh, right. I was a child when they were peaking. <laughs> right. So, Fair. like, any time I was like, Mama, I would like to play Ed, Ed, Neddy on my Game Boy again. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> then uh, we would go into the GameStop and she'd exchange $29.99 for a, a, a quality Majesco product. That wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, they did publish Psychonauts, though, crucially. That first they Psychonauts did. game was them. And, you know, that was probably... And the Cooking Mama franchise was yeah. theirs for years. Yeah, Cooking Mama was them. Both franchises still alive and healthy today. As it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just mean, like, I don't know. I... I have had some booth tours, and I have had some booth tours, and the Majesco ones were never boring. I will oh, tell yeah. you that. I will yeah. tell you they were never boring. Uh, 505 games and Gamecock, never boring. <laughs> right. Uh, yep, that's what I got to say about that. I'm 505 is still around. 505 yeah. is still around. I'm reading um, some of the this website's coverage from E306, um, <laughs> and they saw Crisis. Um uh, uh, the environments are. This is a this is a highlight. Crytek is making their new game more real than any first person shooter has ever been before. The environments are interactive and destructible in very realistic ways. Sure, there have been games before that you shoot a tree and it will fall down. That's child's play. I watched it all, though, as the tree was picked apart, tiny piece by tiny piece from the top down. I saw a shot down tree fall on enemies crushing them to death. I saw sea beams glittering. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that this does just read like his fucking like wartime flashback. Yeah. Well, it does end with time to die. Weird. <laughs> uh, think about how, you know, we're all having a lot of fun here and I'm sure gamersinfo.net was like a cool site in its own time. Yeah. Um, 
people could be doing this to us in uh, oh, 15 years. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. People yeah. Would be I like, am pretty sure be you looking at this and being like, I wrote. look yeah. at this Animal Crossing tier list. Can uh-huh. you believe this? <laughs> yeah, they commodified the animals by species. Wild. Yeah. These dumbasses reviewed Richard Kind. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 oh, man. That was um, before the the Spin City reboot and everything. Yeah. They didn't even have anything to go off of. Oh, my God. I don't think that they hooked up a sound system to that skeleton in the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And I hope they just put in, like, a Halloween game. music tape. Oh, God. Yeah, it was just playing Monster Mash over and over. One, one thing about this image that we haven't called out yet, which is that there are six screens, presumably showing, it's tough to tell, <laughs> presumably showing Until <laughs> Legends Dark Kingdom or whatever. Uh, four <laughs> of them are showing. <laughs> two, two of them are out, yeah. <laughs> two of them are broke. One just has a black screen with what I presume is like an input warning input, or like a input yeah. label. And the oh, other gosh. one does appear to be showing the code from the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> they were tapped in. Can I tell you also, one? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. There's a banner in the background for a Winx video game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't read it until now. I think that's for Winx. Club. It is. It it's is for Winx. For, it's gotta be be for Blinks the Time Cat, right? No, no, because that's for oh, Winx. Yeah, that, that, that was years oh, ago. Yeah, you're yeah, right. that was Xbox. And, oh, and the Winx about the special Earth girl with magical powers. He goes to oh. the Fairyland. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, she goes to the Fairyland, and yeah. uh, this is like this seems like a French joint. It's Italian, <laughs> surprisingly. Oh, but word, it does really? seem. It, I mean, it has that like. That it has European that totally, yeah. It has that totally to spies vibe. Yeah. It's yes. like a miraculous oh Miss Ladybug thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think totally spies or this like made more perverts? Uh, oh, totally spies. Uh, totally spies. Totally, totally spies. spies. Yeah. Totally spies. De- mm, I mean, it was de- you, it was also mm. made by perverts. So right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wait, Jennifer oh. Hale was in Totally Spies? <laughs> I believe that. Usually, yeah. if somebody's in a lot of video games, they're also in a lot of cartoons. I feel like. Sure. Yeah, I feel like games are cartoons. She yeah. was like one of the main characters, I think. Oh. Uh... Yeah, she was Sam and Mandy. Okay, uh, I know. <laughs> I remember the name Sam. I don't remember. Sam Mandy. is like the smart one. Yeah. And Mandy's the popular one. Is, is, right. Uh, no, Mandy one isn't three. one of the the totally spies. Uh, she's just like God. a friend or something. Uh, the Totally Spies are Sam, Alex, and Clover. Yeah. Oh. oh, no, but like the popular one who just goes to the school. Yeah. Who's like yeah. mean or something, I bet. Yeah, yes. her, that's yeah. her whole thing. I, I definitely saw some episodes of Totally Spies because it was part of the... Y'all remember Toonami, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I'm Canadian, so I don't. Oh, right. Well, Toonami, <laughs> uh, you know... For for people who don't know, Toonami was this like you know very formative animation block on Cartoon Network after school for a lot of people. It was where like Dragon Ball aired for the first time. It was where most Gundam series aired in English for the first time, and that ran for a number of years. It's back now. They do it on weekends on at, like late at night on Cartoon Network. But but after that for a little while, they were like Cartoon Network was like Toonami. It's too uh, edgy. It's too cool. We got to do something else for for kids. Like we're a kids programming station, so they replaced it with a new animation block called Maguzi. No, I do remember Maguzi. No. Yeah, Maguzi. Holy no. shit, Steven. Maguzi? Yeah, remember Maguzi. Maguzi? 
Let me, I, I need to remember how to uh, spell it. M-I-G-U-Z-I, Maguzi. And it starred this vaguely, it's just starred this child of an unknown race. And, yeah. uh, Wait, and I, she had a, an orb, and inside of that orb was a green slime alien that yeah. looked like a head in Futurama. She was best me. friends with the bad guy from Earthworm Jim, for sure. This is a Mucinex commercial. Yeah. <laughs> John, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, Maguzi was on for like a couple of years. We went away real fast, but it had a lot of like, it had a lot like more cartoons that were definitely kind of reaching for, I think, a younger audience or like a more broad audience. So you had your, you had, that was where you had Code Lyoko. And show whipped. Yeah. Kodlyoko was alright. Uh, it totally spies, and those I might be. Was that also when they like brought in like the really cartoony, cutesy 3D Gundam series, like SD Gundam, which is, sure. stands for as super deformed, which is a thing in anim- you know, like you, animation. You got but... you got your Ben Tens. You got yeah. your Codename Kid Next Door. You got yeah. your Crypto the Super Dog. Uh, your uh, your Shaolin Showdown. That Shaolin Showdown. Your Zatch Bell. Zatch Bell. Zatch Bell was a weird one because it was about like, if I remember correctly, there's basically a mannequin child that was like a thousand years old or some shit, (laughs) and it was a card game. It was the most in. It was the most inscrutable card game I ever uh, owned as a child. You know what, Uh, John? I think uh, maybe to put this in terms that uh, you would be familiar with, Maguzi feels like it was the beginning of Cartoon Network moving into the Boba Bobo Boba Bo era. Ah, the Bonafide Botector. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You understand. You you pick up what I'm putting down. Sure. Danielle, I'm sure you already just... I'm sorry. I have not understood a single (laughs) syllable of the last, like, five minutes. (laughs) Not a syllable. I'm sorry. Um, Anime. Danielle, why don't you talk about something that you understand? You know what? Yeah. I would love to. Do you know what I played today? What? Some nice people sent us a nice PS4 code for John Wick Hex. Which I actually hadn't played at all, uh, so I know it's it's probably not new to most people, but for me it was new. I like John Wick, I like hexes, I like puzzle games and tactical games and that kind of uh, strategy layer. I find these things very enjoyable, so I have been enjoying it. I have been just kind of learning it. I'm only in the first, you know, world or whatever first mission. First zone, first yeah. Zone, yes. Uh, but I'm really, really, really super enjoying it. I especially enjoy how bad I am at it. And then I watch a replay and John Wick uh, focuses uh, for a lot of turns. So it's just him standing in place, sort of shaking his head a yep. little bit in his very Keanu way. He's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And then uh, eventually doing things like get shot by goons and then uh, uh, finally uh, shoot some goons. Because, uh, yeah, I'm still working out the kinks in, you know, me understanding how it works. But yeah, it's yeah. it's cool as hell, and it I'm actually probably more likely to play it on my PS4 because uh, yeah, I'm that what kind, kind of, of boomer. Game is it? What's up? What kind of game is it? Because I never it's... really like when it came out. Like I wasn't really able to grok kind of yeah. what it was. I had pictured. I don't know why I had pictured this, but I had pictured like Hitman Go and Lara Croft Go. 
uh, which were not not quite the same thing. So yeah, I, I didn't have it in my head at all until I played it today. So basically, you have it's sort of a turn-based tactics game where you're controlling John Wick and Avatar. It's a 3D game, uh, and you have a number of actions you can take. You can sort of move forth. It, you know, it, it shows you like how many spaces you can move, and you can kind of move forth and sort of do actions whenever you encounter an enemy or encounter any sort of obstacle or something you can pick up, basically. So in a given turn, you might move a whole bunch, see an enemy, and depending on how close you are to them, you might decide to take them down, you know, to, like throw them to the ground. Or you might decide to uh, hit them with a strike, or you might decide to shoot them with your cool gun, uh, all these kinds of things. And then of course there are kind of meters for everything. There's sort of like a health bar and then also a focus meter. So you can't just be infinitely cool all the time. You, you do need to like regain your focus if you use a lot of energy, that type of thing. But yeah, it's really, really fun. It's that kind of meeting of tactical and like it's tactics, but it's very light tactics. This does not feel like frozen synapse or, or something mm. of that, did, of that uh, ilk. Okay. Did, I, did I miss it or did you mention like the overlapping timelines thing? Uh, there's overlapping timelines? <laughs> uh, is, is, isn't there? In John McHex, I played this game when it came out on PC originally. I could have sworn that it was like, there's, you can see in a bar that, like, how long every action oh. you do is going to take. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. I, I was, um, I, I'm such a Star Trek person that I thought it meant, like, oh, there's a new John Wick <laughs> oh. every time you, like, that's immediately where my fucking brain went, was like, John oh, Wick every time you Spock die, there's a new one. John Wick, yeah. and he's a different person every time, and he's a slightly different Jonathan Wick, and, you know, sometimes uh -huh. maybe you get the art John Wick. Yeah, but yes, you can also see uh, sort of your enemy's action bars as well. It's on the top left of the screen where you can kind of, like, see what, how much energy they have or, or what they might be doing, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, it's almost a little bit, uh, you know, taking a, a tiny cue maybe from Into the Breach in terms of showing what they're capable of as well as what you're capable of, which yeah. is very rad. Yeah. There's another game coming out. Uh, this is one of those games that I think we mentioned during the Bo uh, the Boston podcasts that when I went there to go check it out, all they could keep asking me is like, is Danielle coming? Where's Danielle? Why isn't Danielle here? Who are you? What the fuck is happening? Uh, <laughs> There's a new game called uh, called uh, Phantom Brigade that is oh, doing yes, something very yes. similar. If if other people are familiar with that or have been watching that game, this game does a lot of similar stuff in terms of like yeah, planning out your moves ahead of time because your shooting your gun will take two seconds, and you can see that the yep. it's going to take uh, 1.5 seconds for the enemy to pull out their gun. So you need to do something faster than that, then you know, so you can throw the gun and hit them and interrupt their move. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's really really well done. And it has, you know, like a fun style to it. It's like a very, uh, you know, it's a 3D game, but it has like extremely cell shaded kind of little comic book style. The cu little, little cutscenes are really good. I think they have, uh, I could be wrong. They either have really good sound alikes uh, for some of the sort of secondary characters there or the actual actors. No, it, it's the actual actors, yeah. It's, okay, great. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds awesome. What's uh, this, it's, it's really. Really well done. What Shane? What's his face? Shane something. The Deadwood guy plays his character in this <laughs> Ian one. McShane. Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Ian yeah. McShane. I'm sorry. And Zavala. Uh, Zavala is also playing yeah. himself in this one. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. You, you mentioned the fact that we were all in Boston. That was two months ago. <laughs> that was ten years ago. Why I remember. I remember thinking about Boston before we went, and I was like, 
I don't know if I want to go because I feel like this thing is about to pop off. Yeah. And I don't want to be in like a place where there's a ton of people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then the only thing they did was like, oh, don't shake people's hands probably. Yeah. 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 I, I feel well, like it was during were... that week when everything was just beginning to get really scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for I think for most people, because yes, some people did correctly sort of uh, predict uh, what was going to happen. But yeah, for most people, like that week and the week after is when things got extremely scary. Because I went on my ambulance like two days after I got back from Boston, and I definitely had some like genuine like comical like slapstick happening where people would like leave a call walking backwards waving at me because yeah. they were like oh cool you got this bye um it was that last day sometimes yeah that last day of boston i was walking around with like kyle orland from ars technica a little bit and we were like you know chatting or whatever and like just kind of nervously glancing at our phones every 45 seconds and discovering oh gdc's been canceled up oh, e3's yep. about to be canceled up oh, this has got canceled up oh, whatever you know it, it was just all literally that like last day was when a bunch of stuff was getting announced that it was going to be done and it was yeah, yeah it was wild nightmare uh, yeah we dodged a bullet, times. you might say, on that we, one. We did. Just yeah. like Mr. Wick from the John Wick film franchise. <laughs> he does a lot of that. There is there is something else I wanted to mention, but I can let somebody else go. It's not a game, but I really just wanted to give a shout out to a movie. Do you, I can do it later, Was it though. The I can movie let that we watch? Talk. No, it is a movie called Dog Soldier. <laughs> okay, I'm extremely interested. Soldier, soldier one plural again? or soldier singular? Soldiers, sorry. Dog Soldiers. Okay, I know this now, movie. This movie is going to be a disappointing like when I saw Ghost Dog and it's it wasn't a <laughs> ghost. I mean, or is it's it an just Air Bud this is some situation? samurai shit. Where's Honest the fucking spectral? To God. Where is the spectral? I don't want to see some Jim <laughs> no, no. shit. I just this is the Ghost Dog. This is the best werewolf movie. If you don't count a certain something, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. This is the what? best <laughs> werewolf movie that you didn't know was a werewolf movie. Yeah. Oh my god. That I think I've ever seen in my Hell life. Oh yeah. This movie And it looks really like good. shit, guys. Like it oh. looks like a piece of crap. Like that's why I put it on. I was like, okay, I just want something crappy. I wanted to like grade and get a bunch of work done. And sometimes I just like having a movie on in the background and I like a lot of schlock. And I put this on and, you know, thinking, oh, it's going to be basically a made-for-sci-fi in 2002 kind of movie. It is from yeah. 2002. But it's actually pretty good. It's like a rock-solid B-movie in the sort of military horror genre, which is an interesting, weird little subgenre. But it's also about werewolves, and it has that really, really nice mix, at least for me, of... Yeah, like a small crew where you kind of meet everybody and you know everybody and there is like some decent character development and they're kind of stuck somewhere and they have to kind of do the best they can with a bad situation, which is just great for like good low budget horror in general. It's it, surprised the hell out of me. It's kind of like if you can correct me if uh, I haven't seen sure. it in a number of years, so you can correct me if I'm wrong about this. But yeah. uh, my recollection of that movie is that it is like British predator yes. with werewolves instead of an alien for real yeah it really actually is and like to that level of quality with like oh the characters aren't you know radically well explored or anything but you do get enough of each character where you genuinely care about them and you care what's going on with them and you you actually care about their little dramas and their little histories and all that's kind of happening with them it's just really good i, I couldn't yeah. believe it i mean like yes I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it like 
necessarily was was like the best picture of the year uh but it, it was shockingly good and sometimes a shockingly good b movie is just what the doctor ordered so it's also Check out like, dog soldiers yeah <laughs> i mean I, I, I would also just say it's like in a genre of horror movie that i feel like is just or maybe not genre but it's in like a style of movie monster that like just has no good movies they're like no good werewolf movies right uh and kind of very few of them in ge- not no good movies there's just so few of them and when you find, come across one that is actually really good it's kind of surprising yeah yeah, how come I married the one we watched I, on oh, sorry. TV and in movies for like the nineties and two thousands looked like like an ape man, but then they filmed like a <laughs> fucked up dog mask and put that like what was that yeah, all about? The yes. werewolves on Buffy looked so fucked up. Yeah. It was yeah. awful. It was fucking awful. Like werewolves should look cool as hell. And just somehow like VFX people just couldn't do it for like twenty no. years. Nope. That's yeah. the Buffy. That's the Buffy werewolf that I've just put into the Discord for people. Yeah, to well, there were two because there's yeah. this one, and then later on, I think they actually well, did look more canine. <laughs> they did. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that this Buffy is like they put someone in the vamp makeup, and they're like, let's yeah. do, let's <laughs> do make them hairy them too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seth Green, by the way, and was that his first that is- role? That wasn't no. his first role, was it? No, oh, okay. He was Seth, on an episode of the X Files before that. I mean, he yeah. wasn't Seth big Green at that point. Baby acting. Yeah, he wasn't big, but he he was up. He was like a kid. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, yeah. Danielle. I'm glad somebody yeah. else reminded me of that movie existing uh, for the first time since, I think, 2002. Yeah, genuinely good. And and Merritt, the movie that we watched, I definitely think is, like, that might be a, a whole episode if you'd love to see it one day, possibly. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, don't wow. want to spoil that too much. Yeah, okay. that was good. also cool. Was good. You don't want to talk called, about it right now? Uh, it was called Blood Quantum. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a Canadian zombie film that came out last year. Huh. And uh, uh, yeah. I liked it, despite not typically enjoying zombie movies. Yeah, it does something uh, I'm just somewhat new with it, it or, or feels pretty fresh. Uh, and it's vanishingly uh, few zombie movies can really do much new. That is, yeah, it's the opposite uh, of the werewolf problem. Blood Quantum, <laughs> um, for people who uh, don't know, was a term used by uh, the government that was like trying to decide like it was the federal government being like oh who are we going to count as as native essentially ah. uh, and it was uh yeah it, it's it's weird um because the the government was like we, we want to limit citizenship of tribes so yeah uh, okay that's yeah cool. and it is a sorry i guess i should probably just give the the very basics but it is an indigenous uh horror film uh, oh, made okay. mostly mostly indigenous crew actors. Yeah, started. it takes place on a First Nations uh, reserve in Quebec. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Mostly it definitely Mi'kmaq. was filmed there. Yeah, um, and uh, basically the idea is that there's a zombie virus, and that uh, people with indigenous ancestry are immune, <laughs> and everyone else is not. And so basically, you have this, like, it quickly it escalates quickly and uh, <laughs> yes. then you have all of these white people trying to seek refuge uh on this reserve and uh yeah chaos huh. ensues looks it's like it is movie. available on shutter if anybody's looking yeah to try it's and- uh yes. it's free yeah. on shutter and yeah the yeah great camera work uh fun characters i think there's a little too much exposition for me um mm. yeah. but other than that it was a great zombie movie 
Yeah. Have you guys been watching a lot of stuff on stuff on Shutter? I feel like I haven't really heard much about uh, it since like, I watch a it every day. <laughs> well, Danielle, Danielle watches it constantly because she's subscribed. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the add-ons I put on uh, like Amazon Prime Video or whatever. Oh, nice. Okay. Do you watch so, them? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Like, okay. There, there's a lot of just like I, I don't know. I, I I'm not like the biggest horror fan. I got I got sure. way I got way more into horror when I was like 27 and I spent the mm. first 27 years of my life basically being completely allergic to anything scary. Um, <laughs> I, saw, I saw Event Horizon when I was 12 and it like completely fucked me up. Like completely <laughs> fucked me fair. up. That's fair. Yeah. It, it, it like that movie is kind of schlocky in yeah. a way now. And, and like I've seen it since and, and you know, I actually really liked that movie, but like, yeah, it did something to me that basically made me not see another horror movie. I went to, uh, that's actually not true. I went to go see The Others with my mom on Martin Luther King <laughs> the Day. The Others? Speaking of 2002. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the, the only reason I remember that is because I had the day off on a random day in January, and that was why. And I uh, watched that movie with air quotes around it because I basically watched it through my hand oh. and huh. maybe saw about five minutes of it. And uh, yeah, anyway, long story to get to this point. But yeah, like a lot of the stuff that like Netflix gets horror wise is either like super mainstream and not very good or it's like bad, like really like not even entertaining schlocky bad horror, but just like bad. Uh, But like Shudder's got like good stuff that's like lower budget and the schlocky stuff on that uh, service are, are like, I don't know, more of my speed of schlocky. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I keep meaning to check that out. It's like my favorite subscription of all the subscriptions I have. It's the one I routinely am not angry at the most. I mean, it's like completely worth signing up for it for a month. Like, even if you don't have a trial, like, just like you know, you could get in there and and basically find I don't know five things that you'll enjoy, and then you can basically decide if you want to keep going or not. But it's it's good. I like it. I do want to check out that they made that creep show miniseries. The, yes, like a sequel yes. to those two movies that came out, those like anthology movies from you know the eighties or something like that, which yeah. I loved growing up. I absolutely loved Creep Show and Creep Show Two. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, I never really heard. I, I saw that they were making it, and I saw the trailer for it, and was like very intrigued. And then I just heard nobody talk about it afterwards. Maybe because it was on Shutter, and maybe uh, all the subscribers to Shutter on there are on this podcast. So I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> good, yeah, I'm, I'm the number one fan. But yeah, no, they also have um. They actually have podcasts too, which is pretty cool. Huh. And like narrative, uh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Nosferatu is also on Shutter, so they have their own stuff as well, uh, which is kind of cool. I want to say I was listening to even before like I knew Shutter was a TV service. I want to say I was listening to one of their podcasts, their horror podcast, but I can't remember what it's called now. But it was pretty good. It had what's his name? Uh, Lee Pace is on one of those. Oh shit! Narrative oh. podcasts that they do. Darkest really? Night, I think, is what it's called. Pulling it up on my phone now. Freaking um, awesome. Nikki, uh, how much horror stuff did, have you been watching lately? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so much. Listen, <laughs> listen. when I when I sit down and uh, kind of start to rack my brain in the darkness that lies within, the thing that I always want and want to reach for is something even darker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I love Shudder. And uh, if you use the promo code MYBROTHER, you can save $5 off of your subscription. <laughs> Do I need uh, to bleep shutter. that? 
Fuck. You might? No. I don't know. <laughs> I wish. I just uh, shutter. Pay us ever, to y'all advertise. Y'all ever do that? Y'all just go to any like fucking any site and just put yes. my brother in the in the yes. Statistically <laughs> speaking, it works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It works. It works like sixty percent of the time. The success well, rate is insane. Yeah. So, it's funny like the different companies that. Uh, sponsored podcasts versus like YouTube because podcasts historically when I used to listen to them it was like the underwear people Mm -hmm. uh, sheets and like uh, you know sheets the coffee place and uh, (laughs) and uh, like you know linens and stuff and then YouTube videos uh, at least the ones that I watch which are um, the angry video game nerd uh, (laughs) they're increasingly sponsored not by raid shadow legends but by this brand of like earbuds that was like it's from a company founded by ray j what What? they're called raycons and like i am almost certain that they are just like it's one of those things where they like bought them from aliexpress and then just like Uh rebranded them because there's like a million operations like that that try to get influencers to like hawk their stuff but it's so funny like every time i see it it's like it was founded by like hip-hop star ray j (laughs) "Hmm." Uh these these things will actually give you the 5g disease (laughs) (laughs) i Uh, I, know i can looking at these things i can already like you know how when you think about like somebody chewing on a towel or whatever and you can just feel that bad feeling in your mouth no oh boy Sorry to do that to everyone, but I needed to do it to get us to this bit, which is that looking at these earphones, these earbuds, I should say, sorry, uh, I'm just getting that sensation of earbuds falling out of my ear without actually having anything in my ears right now. That's what I'm feeling, because they just look like they're just designed to get lost immediately. Yeah. Uh, Fall down a sewer grate. Uh, And then the cloud finds you. you. Yeah. But yeah, Nikki, have you been playing any video games? Um, just the f- just the seventh Final Fantasy game. Um, oh, I can't. I can't sorry, you I did say, find. I can't sorry, I did find Halo the Reach. earbuds <laughs> on AliExpress. Oh, I think. Okay. Nice. Well, that's fine. We can move on from Nikki. He doesn't need to talk about that. <laughs> okay. No, um, no, I haven't been playing a Halo game. We're taking a break from Halo. Speaking mm. of Halo, Halo Two is coming to the personal computer. Um, Yep. Wow. They're doing the cool the fine folks over at Microsoft are doing the thing where as soon as I fucking finish a Halo game, they put it on the PC. <laughs> so as soon like the week after I finish Halo 3, that game's coming to PC. So uh just wait like four or five weeks, everybody, and it'll come. Um yeah, I've just been playing Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, which we did a spoiler cast for it already, so I don't really want to head uh the kind of go over um the stuff that we talked about in there but i haven't listened to it yet though yeah i wasn't on it and i haven't listened to it yet um (laughs) and so this game ends like seven times which is fucked up or or it it, like feels like it's about to end like seven times so i can't figure out we're having this conversation on the podcast because like i don't i can't even fathom what you mean because (laughs) i know the story's so in and out that i'm like yeah you think it was ending so all I knew coming into it was that the game like is not complete. So 
I knew that at some point they're going to be like, here's credits, and then you're going to have to buy another video game in a year and a half or two years where the rest of video game's going to be. So, like, when... Spoilers incoming. When the plate falls, I was like, oh, that's it. That's going to be credits. They're going to be like, they're going to land, they're going to get to Sector 7 or whichever one it falls on, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, what the fuck are we going to do? So you thought it was going to have a really mega bleak ending, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, extremely dark. And I was like, well, that's he, Final Fantasy. You thought Final Fantasy was going to end with the equivalent of 9-11 happening and then credits. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> and then that didn't happen. And then there's the part where you finally, like, uh, you you figure out that Aerith has been taken. And I was like, oh, okay. Aerith has been taken. We're going to break Aerith out. And then the game's going to end. And then they're like, Nope. <laughs> That's not true. And then you get to the big freeway, and then you go onto the freeway, and I was like, oh, there's no fight after this. This is going to be the end. We're going to go into the hold portal up. on the freeway. Hey, well, hold on, hold on. Cut, hey, Nick, uh-huh. Nicky, you need, need, need to stop there, because this is getting into, like, legitimately major spoiler territory. Oh, yeah. For, like, Matt, like, so I just do want to put, like, a five-minute spoiler yes. warning on here. Like, four and a half to five-minute spoiler warning, because we have to take a break in an hour at the hour <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm just going to say that right off the bat like spoilers for the exact end game of final fantasy 7 remake right now because this is where things diverge anyway go ahead so okay so that's the other thing okay i'm gonna just talk about the big things that i currently don't understand who the fuck is zach and why does he look like cloud (laughs) okay yeah he's his brother that's question number one yeah question number two they make you walk into this big portal on the freeway and i was like oh that this is where the credits are gonna be and then they're like hey bud are you sure you want to walk through this portal there's a vending machine like 50 meters away are you (laughs) sure you want to go in the portal (laughs) i did love that it's like like the 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 arbiters of the timeline of the universe are like hey bud, there's a bench in a uh, vending machine over there just make sure you got it um do you need like a red bull you need to like chill out on the bench for a few minutes because uh basically the people that control the entire fate of the universe are just like across that bridge so if you want yeah to, and you're gonna um, fight them with your sword and gun <laughs> Ooh, um, diet mountain dew good choice good choice all right you ready yeah okay let's go. oh this one still has code red in it wow it's, wow. Kind of it's still good <laughs> it's definitely expired but it's fine um and then you fight like you said uh, time and destiny uh-huh. and then I was like oh now the game's over and then no you fight the guy with the big sword Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm in that fight is the game af- over after that yeah the game's over after that you are okay. basically there yeah Yeah. The, okay. the big guy with the sword is the like literal last thing like it's yes. the, that okay. and then there's like a cutscene and then that and it's okay, not even a cool. super long cutscene right cool. um, but yeah that game, um, the, uh, Nikki did, how much of that stuff do you think happened in the original Final Fantasy VII? Um, fucking couldn't tell you. So, like, <laughs> okay. there's there's stuff that, like, <laughs> this is the way, and this is fucked up. I know inherently that this is fucked up. The way that I'm basically determining whether or not it happened uh, in the old one is whether or not I, in my brain, can see it happening on a PlayStation 1. <laughs> so... <laughs> when there is like a bunch of shots where the big ghosts kind of eat Shinra Tower, I'm like, there's no way they could have gotten that many ghosts on a Correct. PlayStation One. Correct. So that didn't happen. Good call, right? So that's basically how I'm like making these determinations. Like, I don't think any of the shit that happens underground when you find like the underground lab and there's the monsters and stuff. I think all of that shit is new. Is that correct? 
I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. That's correct. There okay. is a there is a scene where you discover the lab and it's two stories tall, but like almost none of that other stuff happens. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it, that location exists in the in the game. It's just like none of the stuff you do there does. Right. Ah. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, how many times do you fight? Uh, weird monsters there are so many iterations of we fucked up this dog really really oh (laughs) there's a lot of iterations of we fucked up this dog really bad and then like near the end of the game they're like oh hey this dog can talk and we're kind of not gonna like explain that to you at all it's just gonna if the dog's gonna be mad Aerith is gonna put her hand over the dog's head and then the dog's gonna be nice and then the dog's gonna help you and heal you sometimes yeah Yeah. but it can can speak english they turn this dog into a charmander it's really wild i don't understand and then he gives barrett a high five with his tail but his tail's on fire and that's pretty funny yep can I ask uh, how many games was the original Final Fantasy VII in 1997? How many games? Yes. How what many? How many? Like, did it just come out as one was, game? Yeah, it was one game. Oh on yeah, three, three discs. But it was several discs, right? That's yeah. how that used to be. Was like it's yeah. big and you have to go to disc two or whatever. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. One gotcha. one game, three discs. Yep. And then once you get to Final Fantasy VIII and nine, it's uh, four, four discs. discs. Kind yeah. of like oh, um, kind of like the Holy Trinity. You know, yes, it's like one god, but three, three things. Yep. Three yes. things. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Father, exactly. the Son, and the Holy Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, uh, I also didn't think to ask if you, Merritt, or you, Danielle, did not want to hear the spoilers. So I'm very oh, sorry. Okay. I actually kind of want to be spoiled. Like I listened to most of the spoiler cast, okay. the whole thing, but most of it because I want to know what the fuck is happening, and I just can't be fucking arsed. It's British, revealed uh, that Cloud is actually that, so like, the spirit of the Mystic Mungus. <laughs> <laughs> he summons its power to defeat Sephiroth, who is his mom somehow. Um, <sighs> also, Zack is there, and he is also caught Cloud in kind of a uh, Kingdom Hearts sort of uh, Sora Roxas situation. Roxas. Oh, right. is that what it is? That makes so much sense. <sighs> it's not too far oh, off from that, honestly. Okay. It's like it's like Cloud's memories like Cloud's memories are not his own memories he thinks they are but he's just basically had a traumatic event in his life and like he was act, like Cloud is kind of a loser and couldn't mm. deal with that I mean fact. yeah so, I could have told you that but yeah anyway, sorry damn. no damn. but but he's kind I of a loser him. yeah sucks. Danielle, it, it, well, is, this is another Andy Samberg thing isn't it no it's not <laughs> jealous this one's actually not like I'm happy to admit when I'm being a piece of shit I just really don't like Cloud. I I just really thought he was, if not his character, maybe I just hate the design so much and hate the costume so much and I hate everything about his whole demeanor. I don't know. He punches guys with his motorcycle though and it's very funny. (laughs) I want to go to the mall with Danielle and take her to some store that only sells turtlenecks and hammer pants and see what she does. (laughs) God. This what like, the uh, fuck is this place? No. <laughs> I, honestly, that's what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're no, but not it's, wrong. No, but he, like he does, he does suck. Like that's the thing is, like he he sucks because a his like he his personality is not what he thinks it is. It's like not even his real life. And yeah. b like throughout that game, he gets better and becomes kind of a chucklehead with the rest of them by the end of the original Final Fantasy VII as well. Uh, and then it was like all the fucking like. AMVs and stuff like YouTube videos in the years since by uh, horny teens who like transformed him into the vision we have of Cloud Strife today, which is the one that 
Square Enix decided to canonize in the likes of Advent Children and stuff. Uh, yeah. That is the version of Cloud we have been saddled with uh, in antiquity, and it's great. Let me tell you. <sighs> right, John? Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yep. <laughs> you should, you yep. Take a break. We can always talk about spoilers later, but we can uh, come back here real quick and uh, talk about more games once we get back. Uh, yeah. I'll see you in a minute. Cool. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 62 of Fan with the Fanbite podcast. I am still Steven Strum. I am still joined by Nikki, Danielle, and Merritt, and John. Hello. How are you all? Doing good. I'm fine. Still okay? I ate some gummy worms. Ooh, gummy worms for the gummy works. That's what they say. Uh, You don't want to gum up your works. Yeah, true. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you have healthy mobile gummies. Yep. Mobile suit Mm. gummies. Yeah. <laughs> Mobile suit gummy works. I'm sorry. I do need to. I do need to address the question that is on every listener's mind right now, which is: Can you remind me what happens in the second live action Adams Family movie? Right. They, yeah, we were talking about camp. this over break. Yeah. Um, basically, they have a baby. Um, Morticia and Gomez have a second baby. Uh, third. Third. Baby. Yeah. Third. Child. Wow. You just uh, like fucking like <laughs> dumping Pugsley. No, I was about uh, to say which one got Pugsley a race. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So what happens is they have another child. Uh, they name it Pubert, and uh, there's this great scene where they're like, you know, Gomez bursts out of the uh, the room, the hospital room, and they're like, "Is it a boy? Is it a girl?" And he's just like, "It's an Adams." Yeah. <laughs> and like. Uh, <laughs> This baby is born with a little mustache. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect. And, uh, good. So whilst all this is happening, Joan Cusack is the serial killer. She's like a black widow type. Whoa. Okay. Who um, basically marries rich guys and then kills them. And she finds out that Fester is very rich uh-huh. and uh, marries him. And then the, I think because the kids are scheming, so, like, I think because the kids like catch on to the fact that she is not, you know, yeah, above they catch board. On. She's yeah. like, you should send them to summer camp or something. Um, so they get sent to summer camp, and uh, the summer camp is run by. Uh, uh, oh no, it's Joan Cusack. It's not Christine Baranski. Um, Wait, no, Joan Cusack is the serial killer. What am I talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Christine so Baranski, yes, okay. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. It's Peter McNichol and Christine Baranski, who are the couple who run Camp Chippewa, which is the name of a camp that I went to as a child. Good. And, oh, uh, my gosh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, they're very good. And then Mercedes McNabb is, like, the cool kid at the camp. Uh, okay. Do you know who she is? No, not off the okay. top of my head. Uh, so, did you watch Buffy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Harmony? Oh! Yes! Wow, yeah. okay. She's retired now, but um, she was in Buffy and Angel, a uh, great yeah. character. And uh, Cynthia Nixon is also in this one, briefly. Oh, God, that's right! Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, huh. Carol Kane, briefly, uh, shows up in this one. Uh, yeah, wow. good, great cast. Um you know, I watched it again. I think the last time I saw it was about five or six years ago. The pacing is really weird on okay. mo- sure. on comedies from the from the nineties. It's like things just keep happening. 
really, yeah. really quickly. Uh, and it's only 94 minutes long. There's a really memorable scene where uh, she thinks she's killed faster and then goes to a bar that's just full of like buff sailors and they're all dancing to <laughs> Macho Man. Wow. <laughs> yep. Which is weird. Um, yeah. Like, it's kind of strange, and uh, I think there are some weird cameos uh, in that bar as well. I don't remember whom exactly, but, um, yeah. yeah I'm, actually, I'm actually surprised the Wikipedia entry is, like, kind of short on the, on the I don't know, uh, synopsis here. And I'm not getting, like, a ton of detail about, like, a lot of these different uh, well, things going on. I mean, Amer brings up a good, a good point about the pacing being weird. It's such a like an early '90s, early to mid '90s like yeah. kids adjacent yeah. movie thing yeah. where like yeah. where like it's 90 minutes long and fucking everything happens. Yeah. So much that. happens. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't mention so the part. So much happens. So the camp, uh, the camp plot essentially <laughs> is, involves uh, the counselors trying to convince Wednesday and Pugsley to like be normal children. Yeah, to, and, like uh, be cool. Then they're like, okay, yeah, we'll be a part of your Thanksgiving play. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and then they basically go off script in the middle of the play because it's like some bullshit play about like, you know, pilgrims and natives uh, being like chill or getting whatever. along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. and so they they go way off script and uh, basically recruit all of like the uncool kids, um, and uh, then are just like, Wednesday's just like you have like you've stolen our land, you've like killed our people. <laughs> there can be like no peace between us, and just yeah. like they start burning everything down. <laughs> It's very good. It's my some, favorite scene. And I remember, first, like, I saw oh, it yeah. as a very young child. I remember seeing this in theaters and not getting all of it and being like, why is that weird lady like Fester? So some of that went over my head. But thinking, I, I always thought Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams was just a revelation. Um, and then. Oh, my God. Okay, Ritchie. wait. Tony Shalhoub is in the bar scene. I'm going to link Oh, this. perfect. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah. Now we know. Also, Joan now Cusack is, like, so hot in this movie. I mean, she's oh, hot yeah. all the time. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, she's like singing to Macho Man with uh, with uh, Tony Shalhoub as a sailor. Yep. yep. Like, Tony Shalhoub is one of the sailors. Okay. Yep. You know, Joe Cusack yeah. is in a lot of like dancing on bar scenes. <laughs> yeah. Because she was she was the like the the woman that Kevin Klein dumps in that bad movie in uh, in and out. Uh, oh God. Okay. Like she one. runs to a bar and gets super drunk. And then, like, dances and stuff. And then also in School of Rock, she's, like, famous for getting drunk and dancing to Stevie Nicks on the bar. Oh, my God. Joan Cusack is the principal from that movie? Oh, yeah, dude. What? She's, like, unrecognizable to me. Granted, I haven't seen School of Rock. When I was seeing School of Rock as a child, I was not probably aware of who Joan Cusack was. You were a child. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's Uh, My my friend Andrew Lensmeyer loved that movie, so we watched it a lot. Shout out to Andrew Lensmeyer. Yeah. Joe Cusack's hot. Yeah. yeah. I sorry. agree. That's, a, yeah. that's an extremely hot take. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. We're doing it again, okay? We have to yeah. do it again. We're doing the celebs are hot thing. But, Wait, who was she in Working Girl? Because oh. Working Girl is a fave of mine. Wait, but Working Girl is Melanie Griffith. Yes, it is. So who was she in it? Because she was in it, apparently. Oh, Joan Cusack was? Yeah, apparently. Who is she? Is she like the movie. friend who's like, I I dance around in my underwear. I don't think I'm Madonna. Is that who she is? Working girl Joan Joan. Sin. Cusack. Her name is Sin. Sin. Oh boy, I don't Wait, remember. Wait, sorry, this her at name all. is Sin. 
Yeah, it's like CYA. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. She just plays like, this yeah, like big 50, snake yeah. that comes out of the ground and then tells everyone to sin. <laughs> uh, she tells working girl to sin. Yeah, halfway through the movie, yeah. she reveals that she has constructed an airship because her name is with a C. So. <laughs> Stupid. Cyberdyne um, Interactive Network. Sin. Oh, boy. But, like, uh, the vibe of those Adams Family movies, though, is, I mean, Barry Sonnenfeld, who directed those, went on to do Get Shorty, Men in Black, Wild oh Wild West, Good. Men in Black 2, <laughs> Men in Black 3, um, Men yeah. in Black, the animated series. What you want? And also uh, nine li- and also nine lives. The uh, Kevin Spacey cat movie. No, mm. oh, oh man, yeah. God. So that's not really funny anymore. Yeah, there is. I know. There, yeah, I thinking about this and like looking at a lot of the imagery, especially of Joan Cusack in this movie. I'm just immediately given to think about Casper the Friendly Ghost, the live action movie, which I think we've sure. talked about oh. on this podcast. Sure, oh, yeah. I feel like we talk about that like every <laughs> every podcast, <laughs> and I haven't seen it since it was released in theaters. Oh wow, yeah, same. We're gonna we gotta do a you love we to gotta do it. we do. It's very good, but it's just like maybe we can get Devin Sawa on. Do you think we could? Yeah, let's just call him. I've got him in my Rolodex. He's a big MMA fan. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. promise him he can get on Sports Middle if he goes on this one first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was going to say, though, like, yeah, you guys are right about there just being kind of... That kids-adjacent movie, but also, like, there was just a lot of murder in those movies of that time. Like, a lot of murder. casual murder, yeah. Casper is about a kid who is dead, like, throughout that entire movie. Like, we are just forced to reconcile with that. No one talks about this, but... Yeah. But Casper is a dead child who died. And then her, uh, the the girl, I forget who plays the girl in that movie, but her dad also fucking... Christina Ricci. Is that also Christina Ricci? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. Uh... She, her dad, fucking dies in that movie too. He like falls down a like a hole, and it's like this big goofy scene. Like, whoa, yeah. he was drunk, and he walked off of a nine hundred foot ghost. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, like, hey, I'm a ghost now, and it's like, it's like, oh, cool. Well, um, my dad's dead, huh? All do right. You, do you think that? Uh, maybe this is a question. I suppose it's like the DNA is extremely there, but I wonder if like the, that kind of movie can just be entirely traced back to Beetlejuice. Like, the success mm. of Beetlejuice basically paved the way for movies like that for, like, a decade. Well, Beetlejuice is 88, so it's actually pretty late 80s. Um, <sighs> I mean, a lot of, like, a lot of, like, kids' movies in the 80s, too. I mean, I don't know. They still... I don't know. They still expose kids to death a lot. I feel like we've gotten away from exposing children to death in the movies. <laughs> Except for um, Pixar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, why I mean, don't we expose I, children to death anymore? More children to death, right? <laughs> I mean, because like like Hocus Pocus was also fucked up. Like, yeah, it sure like, is really fucked yeah. up. His mouth—he yeah. so, takes a they, knife and chops open his own mouth because it's been his sewn own shut. Mouth because it's been sewn shut. I don't yeah. remember that part. Uh, I just remember and, Yabos and then the cat who can't die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, the cat what that movie gets is flattened this again? And, then, and then inflates. And mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Oh, being I, like iconic role. Being yeah, yeah, extremely hot. Honestly, all three of them, like in their own ways, are very iconic in that movie. I think like they oh, just completely. got a thing going on there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Kenny Ortega seventy. Who Hold is? on, I spaced. Huh? What movie Kenny is this? Kenny Ortega, the director of Hocus Pocus and also the High School Musical films and also the Descendants films. Oh. Seventy um, years old. Sorry, Danny Ortega was the director. Kenny of- Ortega, yes. Oh my god, he did Hocus Pocus, the High School uh, Musical trilogy, and Descendants. That. Wow, 
and he's like the lead choreographer for High School Musical and The Descendants. Well, he's a noted pervert too, from what yes, I hear. Yes, also oh, noted pervert. Yeah. Great. Uh, ah, okay, never mind. All right. We won't touch that. Uh, I, I, I was curious what Christina Ricci has been up to, and I found out that we almost share a birthday. We're one day off of each oh, other's really? birthday. Oh, yeah, wow. she was a, a February 12th baby. So one day away from Mina Savari. Yeah, exactly. Only one day away uh, from me, Mina Savari, and what's his face? Jackhammer? The guy? Jackhammer? I'm sorry? <laughs> Peter, Peter Gabriel? Gabriel? Sledgehammer? <laughs> the genetic jackhammer. Vince McMahon. I give up. I give up. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love that. You're to induct Peter Gabriel into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is Danielle Riondo. <laughs> Remember when he was in Jackhammer? <laughs> Remember when he was Jackhammer? That was kind of like his persona for what? Like, he was like yeah. Bowie. You know, he had all these great personas. Like Jackhammer. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, ice was was fun. Um, I mean, you know. you know, first it was Phil Collins in Genesis, but uh, I mean, av- after 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 Jackhammer left, it was Phil Collins, and uh, yeah. God. My stomach is this like laughing. now? Is is this like in this universe that we've concocted here? Is this something that everybody knows is just a bit, or is this like a Chris Gaines situation where everybody is like supposed to pretend that they don't know that that's just what's his name? That it's Jackhammer. Yeah, that's Jackhammer all along. Or who was the guy who was Chris Gaines and he was like, "Hi, I'm Chris that's Gaines." Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. That's it. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jackhammer. <laughs> I was actually watching a bunch of uh, Peter Gabriel music videos the other day. Oh nice. He's, he's um, pretty good at them, he's huh? He was. Awesome. Uh, I. I think the first time, I saw, the music video for Sledgehammer, was. Well, the very first time, I think I must have seen it as a child. Like, it was, you know, very yeah. deep in my mind palace. But then the first time I remember seeing it was in Amsterdam about 10 years ago. High out of my fucking mind. <laughs> as someone who didn't smoke a lot of weed at the time. And I looked up at the bar TV. And they were showing the Sledgehammer music video. And I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is yeah. unbelievable. This has awakened something deep in me, this primal memory of having seen this the Sledgehammer music video as a child, which is distinctly possible because my parents listened to a lot of Genesis and uh, and Peter Gabriel, so. And then Mary, in that you're bar. Just, you're, you're sitting there watching the chicken dance and you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then like, two cars hit Peter Gabriel's face and you're just like Smush oh my it, god yeah. oh my god and then Peter's Gabriel's <laughs> Peter Gabriel's face becomes made out of fruit and you're just like I can't deal with no, this no yeah anymore. it's scary it gets scary at that point now yeah. uh, you've all seen the music video for Steam right yeah I have which opens with him stepping out of a limo in kind of like a a classic pimp suit oh, mm-hmm. and yes. then like saying suit, yeah. stand back and just like Walking around uh-huh. with this big cane. Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> and then has some of the most frightening early CG. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, done. and this is bad. I don't want to be a part of this. I cannot be an accessory to bringing this information to people in the world. Don't go search for Steam, because <laughs> I've watched three seconds of it, and I want no part I mean, of it. I do. It's good. Uh, do you think Gabe Newell named Steam after Steam? <laughs> yeah. 
when he was at yeah. that booth and was like, I'm going to make my own game thing so they can't <laughs> stop me from getting in. Well, Danielle, yeah. didn't, you know, oh, didn't you know what um, Gabe Noodle is short for? Peter Gabriel. Gabriel? Noodle. What? Oh, that's good, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else laughed, but it's fine. <laughs> I did. I Thank you. Laughing. Yeah. And so are all the but... listeners just out of frame at home. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, Nikki, you have just put in what I, it is tough to tell because this was shot in 420p uh, in whatever, 1999 that this came out, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that this is a still image from the Wild Wild West end credits music video starring Big Willie Style. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's great. Because I couldn't tell what that was. Yeah, yeah that's Will Smith. That's Will Smith. And Drew Hill's uh, here and Cool Mo D is here and so is Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's in this one. Yeah. Now, he uh, plays the piano. Noted, has... noted not blind man Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? What is this? Yeah, let's... What? Do you not know this? this? Is, uh, Do you no, not no, know no. this? What? Wait, first of all, no. Merit. 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 You really need to go back and rewatch the music video for Steam <laughs> because that's, that's in there. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. John just posted a picture because there's a part where they superimpose his head on like a male stripper's body and then yeah. women are sort of pulling parts of him off as like sort of, you know, symbolism for like symbolism. we all want yeah. celebs. We all want Peter Gabriel's leg. Um, turn it into a fucking lamp. <laughs> we uh, don't want. We want him, but we don't want him so much that we want his real body. We do need to superimpose yeah. it onto now, a, on someone wait, else. Now, hold on. But what was what was all this talk about? Wild Wild West. Maybe my brain just turned off for a second. It's the image above. Yeah, yeah, the image above it. Oh, I see. Okay, it's a still from the yeah. music video that plays at the after the credits in the movie Wild Wild West, similar to Men I in see. Black. Uh, also had a music video at the end where he dances with Mikey, the big weird green alien that they shoot at the beginning right. of Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, in this it's one, really he dan- funny. Yeah, in, in this one he dances with a character who is Selma Hayek's character from well, Wild Wild West, not played by Selma Hayek for the music mm-hmm. video though. <laughs> neither oh, is right. They couldn't get yeah. Him for that. Yeah. Uh, oh, neither so is weird. the yeah. The the uh the, the villain Loveless, Arliss Loveless, I think is his full name, uh in the film, uh is played by Gary Oldman in Wild Wild West. Also no. does not no, reprise no, his no, role no, for the wrong. music video. What? Is that wrong. not Gary Oldman? No. That was, was uh that? Kenneth Branagh. Is that Kenneth Branagh? Okay. Yeah. What am I thinking of that Gary Oldman was in like that? Well, Gary Oldman does the exact same voice in the <laughs> fifth element. I was yeah. Yeah. You that's might be it. thinking fifth element. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly that's what I'm thinking. The exact of. same voice. Yeah. It's just like, well, I do declare, you know, <laughs> in space or whatever. And all the little android workers, they go home and they feed their little children because I put a little chaos mm-hmm. in the world. Uh-huh. God. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. God. That's another one, huh? Where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. This, this is a good movie. Yeah, it turns I like out that the guy. The guy was a bad man. Oh yeah, true. Oh, who's the yeah. is Gary Oldman a not yep. not a good one? No, not a good one. Oh. Yeah, he's not a good one. No, oh, no, no. I can't say that I'm like such a huge Gary Oldman fan that this is like devastating to me. An old head. An old head. That's what that means. <laughs> and nothing else. Um, yeah, but that, that that's devastating to me. But that movie is very good. Um, that's a bummer. Do we want to talk about games? Oh, Oh, sorry. I guess. I mean, we can talk about Peter Gabriel's Final Fantasy XII. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. I'm Peter Gabriel. Welcome to a world beyond your imagination. The world of Peter Gabriel's Final Fantasy XII, starring Peter Gabriel. A a Peter Gabriel joint. 
Let me explain license boards to you in this music video. <laughs> well, you, you joke, but much like in the music video for Steam, in the original version of Final Fantasy XII, the main character's head was superimposed onto a stripper's body because he did just have these rock-hard abs throughout the whole game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's like a yeah. status effect, I think, that one monster insists uh, on you. It's yeah. like a really oh, rare monster, wait. but it does turn your head into a bunch of fruit. Wait, y'all didn't mention that he turns into Alex Mack. Oh, he does yeah. have Capri Sun powers? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yep. Wow. Um, well, I didn't know Peter who Peter Gabriel, Gabriel was until he did that song. Sorry, did Wally. you just say Peter Gabriel? What? Huh? Did you just say Peter Gabriel? I probably <laughs> said Gabriel. Because <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> now, I, here's, here's what happened, Merritt. I, I'm looking up at my search bar for... Uh, <laughs> YouTube, uh -huh. and I guess I must have read it because it literally does say Peter Gabriel. <laughs> John, you need to so, screenshot yeah. that. I did add a little R there. There yeah. we go. You just get yeah, a little screenshot just, of that. Yeah. Mr. Gabriel. Put a little English on Peter Gabriel. Mr. Gabriel. Uh, I don't have any good segues anymore. I use them up, so I'm just going to say that I played Final Fantasy XII. Uh, yeah, same. I've been playing that a lot. I've yeah. put six hours into that over the past like two days. So. Have, have you ever beaten it before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I put 200 hours into it and beat it back in 2006. Nice. Awesome. Like, And I suppose that must have... 2006 would have just been the original version. It's not yeah, like the remix. Yeah, it was just the OG. Yeah. No, I, I started to play the Zodiac Age when I came out for PS4 whenever that was, like two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Uh, and I got I got kind of far. I got like, I don't know, 15 hours in, but I, I fell off. Um, but I, now I'm playing it on Switch, and it's very good. Now, very sorry, good on Switch. the Zodiac Age... Um, yeah. that's with Ted Cruz in that one. Yeah, yeah. Ted Cruz mm -hmm. is in that. Um, okay. he teams up with like you basically beat the boss, and then it opens up a separate part um, where you get a letter with a bunch of magazine letters cut out. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then like a bunch of like symbols and stuff. Yeah. And, he goes, and this like, is the first one with pornography directly in the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, John, do yeah. so you not remember that? You don't remember yeah. when Ted Cruz retweeted porn? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, where does this come in with the Zodiac Thanks, Killer? Because yeah, I don't no think appreciate problems. that, Merit. Sorry, as a big, uh, as a big Cruz head, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a I cruiser, remember where you know? he, he was like, yeah, man. Cruiser. I, it's yeah, like, man, well. it's a good, oh, Jesus. It's a good thing no one can check on what tweets I like. And then uh, <laughs> he said, let me, let, me take, let me take a big cup of uh, big drink of coffee and get on Twitter this morning yeah. yeah um yeah no it's the first one where you can see everyone's porn history in the license board page <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool. well pretty and at weird. the end you know, like it's actually um, the first one where jake gyllenhaal is in it because he gives uh, your main character a big meaningful look at the end of the game and then credits roll <laughs> ah okay yeah yeah that's weird huh i haven't gotten to that point yet. okay yeah this that's one... at the very end is David Fincher added a MMO? lot of deleted scenes at the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikki, you've asked a very good question. Is this game an MMO? No, it is not. It is a single-player game. However, it it plays a bit like an MMO. Yeah, look like look like MMO. Yeah, people compared it to MMOs a lot back when it came out. But I want to say this: like, I I feel like, and maybe maybe this is maybe this is me talking really out of turn about Final Fantasy fourteen, the game I've only gotten up to like level twenty in. But like, um, I I still feel like 
you you have a much more robust set of skills like a single player game not like most mmos like usually you go into a battle in an mmo most of the time with like your class's abilities and that's really it and 12 even though they've actually like the zodiac age even though it's kind of narrowed the scope of what you can unlock per character they still give you a lot to work with and they also give you a lot of like uh, there's a gambit system, which is basically just like AI commands that you give, not all only right, yourself. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> uh, Fallen on the horizon. <laughs> but you, you could give you could give them to your own character or to your companion characters, and it basically just like gives them a set of rules to adhere to, so you don't have to micromanage like every single moment of the battle. Which they're is they're if then nice. sequences. If people know anything about coding, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. Um, and you yeah, like. Cool. <laughs> I think the funniest part about that, and I don't know, like, as I, I've played enough of this game three times that this has gotten funnier each time, but, like, the idea that you have to buy an idea from people, <laughs> you, like, you have to, like, go to a, a merchant and you go, wow, all right, so, hmm, I can buy a thing that, like, gives one of, gives Bosch von Ronsenberg the idea that if I have less than 30% of my health, he should do something. And, <laughs> and the clerk is like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have that idea. Can I just use it? And they're like, no, you have to buy it from me yeah. for 300 gil. I was going to say you. 50 gil, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like a really complicated idea is like 500 gil. It's uh -huh. like, oh, yeah, your Balthier has less than 50 health and he's also sick. You know, so give him <laughs> give him something specific. I don't know. It's really funny to me. Yeah, but I cast like the a system suit a lot. Uh huh. Right. No, yeah, the system it's is a, super it's a good, good game. It's great. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think oftentimes because of the comparisons to MMOs that were made at the time, it is a very overlooked Final Fantasy game that got a bit of a reassessment with the release of the Zodiac Age, um, which also is just a version of the game that does a lot of smart changes to right. that formula. Yeah. And one one of which is like this is just a small in the grand scheme of things a pretty small example, but it is a very like stark and easy example, which is that in the original Final Fantasy twelve, the best weapon in the game, the Zodiac Spear. Was, oh my god! Yeah, you remember what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, it was this like super powerful spear that anyone in the game could use, best weapon, and in order to get it, you had to not open chests throughout the entire game that weren't specially marked or anything like that. There would just oh be certain God. chests in the world. They were and you, random. Yeah, yeah, they were random. That you had to know not to open. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get this spear. Or if you did open them, then it reduced the chances of this one chest, like, you know, three-fourths of the way into the campaign of that game. It reduced the odds of that chest having the Zodiac Spear in it to one in 10,000, and you would just have to walk off screen, come back into the screen, open that chest again, hope that it had the right thing, walk off screen, come back into that screen, open the chest again, and just keep doing that no. and over and over. With, yeah. No, yeah. that's awful. That's awful. It was so a they bad system. They basically reworked that, so now it's basically like the hunt system, which is basically just like taking down really high-powered enemies for other people, which is like not a novel concept, but they basically wove that into that quest line now. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's that's now basically part of it. Instead of this like 
you know, it, when you see a chest in an RPG, your instinct is to open it. And I just remember when I played the original, it was like, hey, you want the most powerful thing? Like, don't don't open this chest that you see literally half an hour into the game. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it will, like, completely tank your chances of getting this thing. And I'm just <laughs> like, it's so dumb. And, like, what was in the what was in the chest anyway? These random ones are, like, 12 gil. Yeah. Ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... It's not like you're making a trade-off or something. It was such a bad, bad idea. I can only um, imagine it was designed to sell Prima strategy guides. Straight oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because they were still dealing with like I don't know if any of y'all remember. Well, you may not, but yes. uh, the Final Fantasy IX uh, strategy guide was like famous <laughs> yeah. because it yeah. you bought it and it costs like thirty bucks and it's huge and you're like flipping through it and it's like okay yeah do this and if you want to do this. Go to, uh, I, I don't even remember. It was playonline.net slash Final Fantasy Nine slash yeah. blah, 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 blah. You would, it, you would have to go to a website that was a designated page specifically for this one blurb that was like, oh, what? you have to also do this. Yeah. It was I remember this terrible. Yeah. It was yeah. awful. Like cross-referencing a website for a written strategy guide, like a book, was yeah. just like the worst. Um, I want to say there's a really good Kotaku article about this strategy guide and like yeah there legacy. is yeah. yeah there is um, the other thing the last thing I'll say about Final Fantasy XII is that like um, I, I I think a lot has been made about this but just in case in case someone doesn't know um, it's like localized and voiced uh, like unlike any RPG that has really made it stateside from Japan like it is it is it sounds like nothing else i would say yeah because the the language that they've localized it with is just so uh like rich with like almost like shakespearean prose which is very bizarre like and i don't even mean just like old words and shit i mean like construction of sentences that like that doesn't make sense for a game that is ultimately made for like 12 year olds right <laughs> right like it's so bizarre it's just like you know they're final around fantasy a table 12 year olds. yeah, yeah. Fantasy 12 year olds. <laughs> exactly um and it's just like i don't know they, they, the the way a lot of these voice actors were directed to deliver these lines too it's just like so much care was given to it that it's um it's one of those games that to me if you're a native english speaker um it's a no-brainer to just listen to the the like the word like the english cast yeah um which is pretty rare because sometimes you you kind of have to do a a trade-off where it's like ah well the localization's okay or the english voice act uh, you know voice cast is okay but i'll listen to the japanese track but like the u.s track is the western track is like really really good so i don't know it does it's a good game it, it fits in, like, a couple of different ways. Like, they, they have, like, a lot of really cool different uh, ideas in there. Like, the Viera, the rabbit people that live in that world. Right. They're all voiced by Swedish, uh, native native Swedish speakers. So they all yeah. have, like, Swedish accents, which is just kind of a neat little, like, attention to detail. And yeah. um, it also, this is set in the same universe. Uh, it's set in Ivalice. I don't know if that yeah. means anything to anybody. Uh, other than you, John, I knew it would mean something I, to you. <laughs> I know that. I recognize that reference. Yeah. Uh, this is the same universe as like Final Fantasy games don't typically come back to uh, their own existing universes, except when they're in literal numbered sequels like Final Fantasy Thirteen, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, Final Fantasy Thirteen Three. Um, but Final Fantasy Twelve takes place in the same universe as Final Fantasy Tactics from the PlayStation One. 
Uh, right. also, also a game called Vagrant Story, which is not technically a Final Fantasy game, but also takes place in the same universe as a bunch of Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Um, and that universe, and if you go, I played a tiny little bit of War of the Lions, which is the PSP remake of Final Fantasy Tactics over the weekend. That game also has a very like uh, prosaic kind of way of talking uh, all the time. Uh, that I think this makes a lot of sense coming in from that same universe because they're set in different time periods. All these different games, like there's five thousand years or whatever between Final Fantasy twelve and Final Fantasy Tactics. Like yeah. Final Fantasy twelve has Moogles. In Final Fantasy Tactics they talk about Moogles as being like extinct in that world. They have like yeah. died out. Uh, it's just a really interesting game. Also, Final Fantasy twelve, uh, this is a thing I don't think I appreciated enough when I was a young kid, like versus now, is huge. It is so big it's a really uh, big game. It, yeah. Like the, the the main story is actually probably on the shorter side compared to other Final Fantasy titles, but it's just full of all these optional side dungeons and hidden areas and secret bosses and those hunts that yeah. John mentioned. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's like it's so funny because it's actually made me rethink a lot of the conversations that we've had even recently about like how Final Fantasy VII remake was so linear that it made me kind of revisit Final Fantasy thirteen with like a new like a new appreciation to say like okay well i gave this game not a fair shake because it was so linear but like a lot of stuff was pretty linear like even 10 was linear blah 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 but like i forgot that like 12 is the game that actually made me go oh no this shit's not linear like no no no. i want my thing to be like pretty open and like you know it it does follow a pretty progressive like a, a easily linear plot but like what you can do in between those things is so vast and like non-linear and optional that i think that was what i went into final fantasy 13 wanting yeah and i forgot that this was the game that basically set that tone for me because it is it is so vast and you don't have to do things in such a structured order um which is i don't know i i really love yeah, there's like this really cool area in there that I got to um, near the end of the game. I was just kind of like, well, I haven't been to this part on this map. Like, you can pull up a world map and just go and check where all of the different zones connect to. And if you've never been to one of the connecting zones, it'll just say question mark, question mark, question mark. Right. So I just went like, okay, I'm going to un- at least unlock every single zone in the game to see what's there and see what oh, happens. Yeah. I did do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's super cool for one, because it just you you start to realize, oh my god, there's just so much of this game here. But there's this really cool moment in particular where I went to this one place, just you know, down this random path, and a, suddenly a cutscene started playing. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not going to the place that the story says I should be going to right now. And a cutscene yeah. plays, and my characters are like walking through this catacomb, and uh Vaughn, the main character, is like, What where are we? And Bosch, uh, kind of the grizzled general type character who's on your team, is like, This is the Necro Hall of Nabudis. Like they dropped Whoa. a basically <laughs> Yeah, it's a good name. Uh <laughs> They basically dropped a fantasy nuke on this place, and the radiation has created monsters and undead creatures and stuff like that. This place is cursed ground. We should not be here. We should just leave. And then the game is like, just, all right, are you going to leave, or are you going to keep walking into the Necro Hall of Nabudis? Right. Yeah. Are you going to get fucked up, or are you going to leave? They, they kind of leave it up to you, which is really nice. So yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's a really cool question. Yeah. Uh, a Final Fantasy question. Yeah. As somebody, you know, looking in from the outside, basically, what makes a really good Final Fantasy? Because I never, I, I knew that none of the stories were continuous unless they were direct sequels, but I guess I didn't know that they weren't in the same 
universe. Mm. Um, but that doesn't seem to really matter that much with the appeal. But like, what are those quintessential things that make for Final Fantasy to you? And I'm, I'm sure they're different things for both of you, but I'm really curious. Yeah, John, do you want to start? I feel like you probably have a more succinct answer that I can piggyback off of. <laughs> um, I mean, a, a colorful cast of characters that band together to uh, fight evil? But that, <laughs> like that, I mean, like, but that describes basically every JRPG of all time and most Western RPGs. Although a lot of Western RPGs really are, like, individual-focused where you kind of build your own uh, yeah. story and stuff like that but like um i don't know i mean there's you know there's like touchstones of like what we you know what different spells are called that you know i i think are very final fantasy and i think there are races of creatures that i expect to see in final fantasy games like moogles and chocobos and stuff like yeah. that um but there's also just a vibe like themes of yeah. um themes of togetherness and like you know basically banding together and not be so lonely in a world that like doesn't care about you kind of thing um I like that. Yeah. that 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 permeates a lot of like the in games of a lot of final fantasies of like kind of basically fighting against like ultimately a lot of final fantasies end with this like conflict of like one character who is bad wants to end everything so that suffering won't exist anymore sure. and then like all the player characters are like no, but like we have each other, even if life sucks. And then like <laughs> and then like, you know, they fight to the death. Like that's basically the, sure. the end of most Final Fantasy games. Um now, but yeah. I, don't I can know. maybe jump in there too, because like actually I think this is really interesting in contrast with Final Fantasy twelve, because Final Fantasy twelve is, at least story wise, really not like a lot of other Final Fantasies. That's, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy so yeah, like John said, a lot of Final Fantasies, even the like more sci fi ones like a Final Fantasy seven or like a Final Fantasy eight, basically boil down to like, yeah, there's some big huge evil threat at the end that you have to deal with. And it's all magic and, I don't know, some meteor's about to hit the planet or something. But the, fundamentally, it's like the world's going to end. Or does end in some games, depending on, you know, which one you're talking about. Final Fantasy XII is like this weird sort of, like, international conflict between, like, two empires. It's not, like, about the end of the world or not. It's about basically what, like... <laughs> the, Final Fantasy XII opens with um, a flashback to a king being assassinated by a traitor because right. an evil empire wants to t like annex this border country between their like the one empire and another empire that are at war and the main characters that you start off as in that game are orphans from the war that led to the you know their parents dying and living in this country that has been uh, basically colonized and occupied by this other empire. And the end goal of the empire is in Final Fantasy XII is not to destroy the world or whatever. It's literally uh, the main character... I did beat it. I forget if I mentioned that. I beat it over the weekend. But basically the main character just basically uh, wants to become like ruler of the world because he is tired of... <sighs> 
I don't know how much I should spoil or shouldn't spoil uh, for people, but it's like he wants to make sure that like mankind controls its own destiny, and so he's like, I'm going to become a, uh, I'm just going to become like an emperor of everything, uh, and it's not going, it's not like I want to destroy everything or kill everyone or anything like that. It's just like literally, I uh, like I'm an expansionist empire, and he starts that game off the kind of the your your Sephiroth, your your Kuja, your Seymour character of that game starts off by coming into this uh, occupied and annexed country and like being like hey I'm just the prince. My father decided to annex your country, so and I'm the viceroy here now. I understand your pain and suffering, people of uh, Rabinaster, and you know what? F- uh, talk as much shit as you want about me, because I also want to like feel how bad that you feel, and wear that on my sleeve. And it's all a fucking front. It's all a lie, but... Right. 12 but, is... But it's, like, it's much more effective than, like I think, villains of, of, of kind of the same vein of, like, they obviously say things to get on the side of like you know good people yeah but it's like his shit's believable like it's like if you know how villains end up like you can see those things but it's like yeah he basically says like uh, you know like you can hate me all you want i'm still gonna protect you yeah and Mm -hmm. like you know my dad took y'all over like I'm, i'm gonna be here to like take your slings and arrows and all that stuff and so it is a little bit more political i mean let's be honest he also does make a deal with like a god that's like mad (laughs) so like you know like like one of the gods that he's made a deal with is basically just like really pissed off at the other gods like his brothers and sisters basically so it's like there is a little bit of that stuff but like it is much more is a much smaller story it's much more about like exploring the history of this rich land instead of saying like the end of everything is coming yeah. you know like gotcha. it's 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 definitely much more interesting in that way totally nice. and cool. also just yeah just very big and very cool you know yeah another game i played if we don't mind moving on to another one because i want to see if merit has any thoughts about this as well yes merit i got <laughs> back into a game called warframe over the weekend Unbelievable. yeah Alongside one Merit K. Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, who could have foreseen me getting back into another super grindy live game with uh, lots of constant updates? Destiny with flips is what I call it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, that game is still pretty damn good, as it turns out. But I'm actually, like I said, I'm kind of more interested in hearing what Merit might have to say. Like, having gotten to the game, I think, for the first time, right? Uh, That's correct. Yeah. How has that been treating you so far? This is a weird game, everybody. Um, I think Destiny with flips is a good way of putting it. Before I got into it, before I started playing this, and I guess maybe before I played any live game, I kind of thought of Warframe as a game for, like, psychopaths. Like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like the kind of person on Twitter who you'd, like, click on their profile because they replied to you inappropriately. And uh, it would just be, like, I don't know like cartoon child pornography in between uh, in between discussions of like why someone did a hate crime by writing about the wrong supernatural characters and then really intense discussion of like Warframe or Gundam Wing or something. Uh, But but Merritt, I just do want to point out real quick that like every single week we do an episode of this podcast or really any other podcast, I do hear that you think a certain thing about things that I like that does just make me (laughs) paints a vision of me as like the most horrible person in history. And I don't know how we get along. (laughs) 
No, I mean, Aww. but if you click on your profile on Twitter, it's you're a normal, regu- regular person. Mm-hmm. Um, a regular person who loves Gundam and Warframe and Danganronpa. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not group therapy going on. I, I recognize that that's like an unfair. No, uh, I, I, I 100% uh, get it. Yeah. Broad brush, but I kind of thought of it as like, like there's certain games that are just really fiddly. And when I see people talking about them, it's always in like these really like microwaves. I'm like, I can't believe they buffed uh, the damage, like resistance on blah, blah, blah. And uh, since getting into Destiny, I sort of understand that a little more. <laughs> but Warframe is like, it's just like really, there's a lot going on. It's like, you start playing it and this lady is talking to you like, hello, Warframe. Oh no this man put a thing on your leg that's going to take over your brain, so you better fight him. But first, we need to craft something to kill the slug. And to do to craft the thing to kill the slug, you need to get the things to craft the thing to craft the thing to kill the slug. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got to kill the guy. And then you have to go on quests to upgrade your, your sword sword, because your sword can evolve into a second sword. sword. <laughs> yeah, you know, a sword sword to protect your sword. Oh my god. Uh, and, uh, at the end of every mission, it's like, oh, you, you got this much experience. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then it's like, oh, and your pistol got this much experience. And uh, your, like, shoe inserts got this much experience. And it's <laughs> Your just dog like, got some experience. Your dog got me. this much experience. <laughs> your fucking, uh, the letter X that floats next to you and shoots a laser at enemies got experience. Oh, yeah, your mag. Your mag, yeah. Oh, okay. It's just, there's every so much. Every single time. I, I just, every single, like, new image of Warframe I see, I'm like, oh, so it's like WarioWare, but it's <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> like, so there's, some rhythm, there's some rhythm shit in it? There, there's yeah. a character who, her, all of her abilities are based around doing stuff to the beat of things. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, if you <sighs> jump in time with her abilities, you get a boost. If you, like, attack in time with them, you get a different boost. Um, oh, yeah, Octavia. The, yeah, a lot of the designs... Like are, an octave. Um, mm-hmm. Like, this, a lot of the mechanics are way more creative <laughs> than things that you would see in, like, Destiny or whatever. Uh, like that. Like, that's not something that I feel like could exist in Destiny. Um, and at the same time, it definitely feels like there is this free-to-play feel to it of, like, oh, I can craft something, but it's not enough to have the stuff. It takes 24 real-life hours to craft it unless I pay... X amount of real money to speed yeah. up. Which that, isn't that, as yeah. bad as like, you know, when I was playing uh, Blush Blush a couple of weeks ago, it's not <laughs> like that. Like there is a game here. It is a video yeah. game. Like you can jump, yeah. uh, you have gun mm-hmm. and- um, There are elevators. There are elevators. Um, you collect red key. I don't know if you actually do collect red key. Um, uh, you know, you collect something close enough to a red key that I'm gonna give you that one. Of all of the fucking different kinds of loot in this game, I'm sure there is something that looks like a red key from Doom. Yeah. Uh, there's bonus fruit. Maybe. Bonus fruit. Oh. Uh, I mean, you... Mm, sure. Again, yes, I think you're close yeah. enough. Some kind of fucked up alien bonus fruit. I do kind of like how everything is just like, um, hey, what if we just made everything look kind of vaguely wet and, like, gross? <laughs> um just like it looks like fucking the Giver, and that's a reference that no oh, one will understand. Yeah, it does. Um, 
It looks like the Giver. It it's like they made a like video Giver, game though. based on the Giver. One hundred percent, yeah. And not just the comic, but like the movie that Mark Hamill was tangentially in, but he was right. on the that, poster, even though he wasn't the main character. Like. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks David specifically like the movie. Now, Nikki, we're not saying MacGyver. I just want you to understand. Yeah, that. I was yeah. going to say, are you talking no. about the guy who can make anything no. out of paperclip? No, this is a guy who finds an alien and it turns into a robot suit that he wears. Yeah. And then he fights like mutant oh, rhinos Gundam. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, except it's alive. It's like a living Gundam. And it's not like a big mm. robot. It just looks like like a man. It looks like an Ultraman kind of. But yeah, like, or, uh, or Kamen Rider. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it looks like it's just kind of like slippery chitin that you yeah. get into. Yeah, it's like yeah. a big bug. That whole um, movie kind of just looks caresses nasty. sort of all of David Hater's body. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, David so wait, is Hater's Mark Hamill in it or not? He is in it, uh, not much though. He, he dies it, in like the first thirty minutes of the movie. The cover falsely implies that he is. Yeah, the guy he's for like he's he's the guy, and it's got Mark Hamill in big, big, big. Yeah, no, at it's not. Yeah, nope, nothing really. He doesn't really do anything. Um, Franz Kafka's the Giver. Also, he has an incredible mustache in this movie. And yeah, by incredible. Yeah, I mean, fucking terrible. He looks like there's this one image where he's back to back with the Giver, and he looks like a shitty version of uh, Deckard from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. From yeah. Blade Runner. So yeah. anyway, that's what uh what this game is. I don't know. I mean, it's like there's just like a lot there. And, oh yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. Like. I'm, right now, I'm playing this guy who's called uh, Oberon, like oh, you know, yeah. like like the king of the fairies uh, in mythology. And I just have this big axe, and I just go around axing people, and then I can like make mystical like grass grow out of the ground that is like on fire and burns people. Um, I think I think it damages enemies that stand in it and heals yeah. allies that stand in it. And then I was I was earlier I was playing a character who was just Kirby because he can suck people up and then spit them out at other enemies. Yeah. Oh wow. So there's like a lot of weird stuff. Um, the whole free to play thing is weird, but like I'm I'm curious as to how that model compares to Destiny in terms of the revenues and what they're able to do and how agile they're able to be. Yeah, because when I when I logged in, you know, obviously there's tons of back content, but then I see all this stuff about like, oh, in four days this is happening, right now this is happening, and I was like, how do they have? And Stephen was like, oh yeah, in this expansion this is happening, and I was like, they talk, they tell you about that? They they have expansions like announced. <laughs> yeah, like, what? they have three, and they have three. I want to say three. Maybe it's just two uh, expansions currently announced, like up through early next year. Like. What? Who who are these people that they can do this? That's not how you do things. You just keep people in the dark forever and then disappoint them when you finally release what you thought. <laughs> uh, and then tell them that it will definitely get better in the next season. Uh-huh. But uh, so that's a weird experience. And I do wonder how much of that is because there's the model is different. Yeah, uh, it might, be, it might be. I don't actually know. Like, I'm, I'm know. sure the game does very well for itself. I mean, I mean maybe... Maybe not just the models different, but the team is the team, yeah, different. I mean, like I think, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder what digital extremes would do with Bungie money. You know, I mm. think about that sometimes, mm. where I'm just like, yeah, I'm, like would it work as well? Like, it, like it feels like almost the ways that they edit things and and they communicate like a small team, which I mm-hmm. think is cool. 
Um, they did not pay me to say this shit. Even though we, <laughs> they, they really didn't. But it's like every single time we get like a press presser from them or like communication from them, it's like, it, I don't know. It's very organized, it feels yeah. like, which is, which, is, which is kind of bizarre for a game that's this big and yeah. has like all this stuff in it. It's like it, it, all of these things get communicated pretty freely in a way that um, I would almost, fl- I would flip, frankly, in my mind, I'm like, the way Bungie handles their stuff, I would think these things would be flipped, and they're not. Yeah, And sure. it's just kind of strange. I don't know. So, Digital Extremes, where, are they a Western team? Yeah, they're yeah. in Canada. Okay, cool. London, Ontario. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Peter um, Peterborough and the Gorthas. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's a reference everyone can enjoy. Uh, I And uh, they're... They're funded just by like some Chinese company, right? I think they're owned uh, by one. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, uh, but so they, they were never yeah. in that. Uh, they were never in that sort of Activision uh, relationship, gotcha. as far as I know. No, they, they've got certain affinity uh, splash damage. That these are studios. Yeah. Sorry. yeah okay. Uh, that way you studio. Oh yeah 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 okay. Uh, but yeah, Digital Extremes is the big one. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, when they they weren't owned by that company when Warframe first came out. Like Warframe was just it, and I guess still is. No, I guess if they're owned, they're, I don't know how people decide that the term indie gets used anymore. They're they, <laughs> yeah. Warframe is technically an indie game, or was an indie game when it launched. The bare just like minimum. Destiny. Just like, just Destiny. like Destiny. Yeah, Warframe uh, but, is another one of my favorite indie games now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I don't know though. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I am. I think coming off a game that was very grindy, I don't know how much. Just even if it's miles better, I think this the genre might have burnt me out a little bit. So mm, we'll yeah. see. I feel a little right now like all the video games that I play are just about moving a guy around and uh, kind of like, I don't even know if I like that. I want, maybe I want to try something else. That's kind of why I wanted, I was talking about trying like a sports game or something because yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to just move this guy around. Yeah. Like, like a third or first person action game. Yeah. Like I want to, you know, do things that aren't just like rooted in like making my character good. Like, uh, you know, like a sim thing or something. But then I run into problems with those too because I feel like a lot of simulation games uh, are built on these unspoken political assumptions that I find sure. distasteful. Yeah. Uh, like insofar as they're all about managing scarcity. Uh, uh. I'm just like, I don't want to do that though. Like this feels like it's, it's. Um, I don't know. Like I was looking at the, what's the, the, anti- the opposite global warming game where everything gets cold. Frostpunk. Oh, yes. Frostpunk. Yeah, and it looks cool. I'm sure it's a very good game. But just the idea of playing a game right now that's, like, about managing scarcity and, like, making difficult decisions. It's, like, yeah. it sort of, to me, like, and also, you know, games like SimCity and stuff reinforce these ideas about uh, having low taxes and, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. how to run a city <laughs> that are very, like, they're built into the game in such a way that... Like, you're not invited to think about them at all. You're encouraged not to think about them. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, but that's not it, though. It's like, we're not... The question, like... I don't know. I'm getting off track. I just... I feel a way about 
sim games that sort of ask me to do these things which i don't feel like are an accurate model of how they are in real yeah. life now i'm i mean i still i enjoy those games a lot or at least a lot of those games there's somewhere i won't do that but also i will tell you this i won't hang out on any of the reddits for any paradox game ever made because i don't want to hear the people who play <laughs> the opinions of other people who play these games uh, religiously sure. i sure don't want to hear what they have to say about uh, the politics within like <laughs> Crusader yeah. Kings 2 or whatever. Yeah. I'm good. Um, I, I even like gotten a little sick of a lot of the sort of home and gardens wanderlust of um of Animal Crossing. I have basically oh. gotten to a point where I'm just having fun breeding flowers and fishing and I have an uh, update to my home that I haven't even looked at or decorated yet for a few days cuz so I'm just like I just don't even want stuff anymore. I just like having my little island that I so can So you go have 200 fishies. IQ? You know, what? To, you know how to breed the flowers. You have 200 IQ. Let me just drop this link in the chat because it looks fucking deranged the way you do this. Like, these charts explaining how to breed like, flowers oh, are yeah. like oh my fucking God. Yeah. mathematics. These fucking, like, these like, fucking Mendel, these Mendel yeah. squares that you have it's to It's absolutely have to insane. No, completely. Yeah. It, it's just like I've gotten very pretty flowers and that's it. That's fun. Oh, I, that's, Danielle, that's like, I have not, I have not really put any time into Animal Crossing either. I've got two empty rooms. I just, I kind of, I'll kind of like go, I'll kind of log in and go into my house and be like, I don't know what, it, uh, and then I'll open my like storage and I'm just like, oh my God, I put so much stuff in the storage. And then I, I get kind of overwhelmed and then I close the game. And I, I did a, a Marie else. Kondo with my fucking stuff good for you i can't i'm like a weird like a hoarder i think in animal crossing and in real life so okay again i really do think we basically this podcast is kind of like our really nice and accepting like beautiful therapy session therapy session sure i kind of love it i mean i've worked through some jealousy yeah (laughs) honest talked about some issues (laughs) like i think we're all really like uh, you know it's We're real. figuring it out. It's real shit, man. I yeah, I just need great. to get back into Dota 2 so that I can get angry about something again to then bring back <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I still think about some of the stuff you told me when we were, like, driving to E3 one morning, uh, just about your history with Dota 2, and I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds like a time in your life, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... Look, Dota 2 is partially responsible for me getting into games journalism at sure, all. Sure, sure. It gave me a job right out of college. Uh, sure, sure. I don't ever want to play it again. And I never want to see this again. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's funny. Um, let me just read something for you really quick here. Um, okay. <clears throat> oh, let me find it again. The checkerboard breeding pattern was also proven inefficient. We now know that we should prioritize flowers touching one another over open spots in most cases. Since Wait, bread no, flowers- that's not even true, though can spawn in a 3 by 3 radius around its parent, uh, parentheses, even in diagonals. Empty spaces around each grid are optional, but if you're planning on having two to four plus waterers from other islands, ah, empty is best. <laughs> I mean, fuck that off. Is, that part like, is real. This, that part is this real. This whole, like, you got, yeah, why do I have to have different water? Like, why? That's not how water works. Uh, yeah, it's real. it's real. It's not the best. Vicky and I have been watering each other's flowers, which is very nice. It's like a nice little thing we do at night. It's this is weird. This is weird. I feel like I'm saying like some weird 
thing that we do, but it's like it's like this chill routine we have. You know, no, this is cute. It's we fine. play the game together, and it's like sweet. But I feel like I'm talking about it. I feel like some sort of weird pervert. Like this is what we do at this time: is water each other flowers. Like, oh my god, that's not perverted. Know. It's just like you're. <laughs> You're like you feel like you don't. I don't know. You don't. You don't deserve to talk about the nice things. I just things feel you like do I've done yourself. something wrong. I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> no. You're just like the two lesbians from a fucking Jane Austen novel or something like that. They just like have run off to the countryside and just do nothing but free flowers. Watch each other's daisies. You know, like it's just. So fucking I mean, it's weird. nice. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And we really um, do play at night, like chill and talk to each other. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we all have our we all have our evening routines. Yeah, Anne sits right? Anne sits in bed and watches TikToks, and then I just I like <gasps> I play Final Fantasy or something. But we're just both, nice. both there, and then periodically she'll be like, "Look at this, look at this dog." And I'm like, ah, <laughs> and then we just do that for an hour, and then we then I turn on the ocean sounds, and we go to sleep. So. <laughs> I mean, a lot of that we, also goes for us. So, like, I hear you. <laughs> you know, ocean sounds, the TikToks, the dog. Uh huh. Oh yep. my god, does Anne ever want to like make your dogs do all the dog trends? Because Vicky is definitely into that. Um, I, I I don't I don't know, Danielle. Why don't you go follow Birdie Brighton on fucking TikTok <laughs> and you can see all the fucking shit she tries to get our dogs to do. I am and, about. I am fighting this right it's now. It's like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll sometimes hear her in the other room being like, "Raise, no, raise it, raise it." <laughs> you know, just like I'm like, "Oh no, did Raisinette do something wrong?" And she's like, "No, she won't look at the camera." And I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Don't be some weird show mom. This is not gonna go. This is not gonna go okay." But yeah, she knows oh, that. We're all coping. Anyway. You know, we're all coping. Yeah. So that's Warframe. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Warframe well, does have flowers in it that you can scan to get crafting materials to create apothics that let you farm specters in the Silver Grove. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for to listening. Uh, Thanks for listening to Fan with the Fan by Podcast. It's on every Tuesday afternoon. Um, yeah, I mean, this show is out of my control now, obviously. So uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm just down a really. A big rabbit hole because Merritt just tweeted um, that she wants to get into the Euro Truck Simulator or a truck simulator of some sort. Did you know that Logitech makes a whole line of of, of steering wheels that Fuck are just yeah. for farms? Yes. Oh my god! Just Hell for farm yeah. simulator. Just and they have the suicide oh orb god. on them. What's that thing called? Um, sorry. A thresher, or what do you mean? No, it's called in this thing. It's called a turn knob, but that's not what it's called on the streets. Oh, uh, on sphere the, the, on the mean streets of Hope, put, Arkansas. Yeah, sphere that you put on steering wheel. Uh, is it called the Widowmaker? What Sorry. the fuck is that thing called? What are you talking about? I know about? what okay. you're talking so about, but I don't know what it's called. There's an orb, there's an orb there's that an you attach orb. to your steering wheel. Are you, sh- are and you talking orb, about Destiny? No, this is in real life. There's an orb that you attach to the steering wheel, no. and the orb lets you turn the steering wheel easier. But it's illegal in most states. Yeah, it's for you not, to put on your regular car, and it's I got just, a terrible it's name. A bro, it's called a Brody name, a knuckle buster, a granny, a necker, a suicide, or a suicide. A, a suicide. Yeah. That's wow. what it's called. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, Where I searched for you. steering wheel ball and there's the uh, the YouTube result. The first YouTube result just has a thing that says suicide knob aka spinner. 
<laughs> I, so yeah. wait, you hold on to that instead, and then it, yeah, yeah, because it, you could get more leverage to steer the wheel faster with one one hand. But if you put it on your like Camry and try to do it, you'll die. You'll die, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a Camry. Yeah, the yeah. the Camry will activate its venom jets if you try to <laughs> right. do it. I'm gonna get one of these and go uh, and impress my father-in-law who who has a big farm. And it yeah, whenever we whenever we hang out, he's like. Uh, so, yeah, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I got, you know, I fucking got Cloud up to level 78 uh, the other day. <laughs> Max my enemy skill material. He's like, oh, all right. Well, I put a cow in the thresher because he was stuck in the fence. So, you know, like, uh, maybe this will be a way for me to get get on yeah, his good side. Yeah, talk about suicide knobs. Yeah. 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 If you just get this, get really into Farm Simulator, then your father-in-law will be like, Hey John, what's the deal? And then you say, "Shut up, old man!" And you push him over, and you climb into the tractor, (laughs) and then you just start like tilling the weed or whatever the fuck. Oh my goodness, John, there's a really cute TikTok on on, on Birdie's uh, uh, Instagram, not Instagram, sorry, TikTok of this adorable dog licking a tangerine. Oh oh, yeah, I know playing playing. uh, playing Juicy by uh, so cute. Oh, what's her face? Yeah, Doja Cat. I'm gonna Doja, buy a Doja wheel. Cat. Yeah, yeah, Boy, that Doja wheel, Cat we can expense it. We let's get really into Farm Simulator. Yeah, and let's yeah. get really into Truck Simulator. Yeah, let's do both. okay. Um, Great. Yeah, no, I love this idea. This can't backfire at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I don't uh, care. It's it's fine. No, Merritt Let's was just it. like, I don't. I really don't want to get into a game that's just like you know uh, makes me really obsessive and I have to just worry about all the time. And definitely, Farming Simulator or Euro Truck Simulator are not known for their like obsessive fan bases that play them all the time. No, because it's great now because instead of spending like twenty dollars on silver to buy a Destiny hat every two months, now you can just buy you know get it all done up front and buy an IR rig for like a trucker hat. That you can <laughs> I have seven monitors, and when I look at the top right monitor, it's like my camera moves too. Oh my god. Uh, It's an eighth monitor, so when I put the car in reverse, I have to turn all the way around so I can see the back windows. (laughs) Oh, I would genuinely watch a stream of that, I will say. I can't lie on that part. Oh, boy. We've been going for a while. We're over two hours. John, I did bring you on specifically to talk about one game that we haven't well, even mentioned. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, no. do another one. You okay. and I, we'll, we'll jump on and do a separate one. That's Sure. Fine. Let's do that. Um, I Other than that, though, I think we're probably good for today if everybody wants to call it one. Yeah. yeah let's do it. One. Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening to uh, episode 62 of Fan with the Fanbite podcast. This was a pretty fun one. I'm pretty proud of the work that we did here today. And if you want to see all the other stuff that we're proud of doing, you can go to fanbite.com to see all of our written material, or you can go to Twitter at, at fanbitemedia to see all of our tweets just beamed directly into your eyeballs as if you had seven monitors at all times. <laughs> And two of them um, were off, and two of them were showing the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Um, and where can people find you, Danielle, if they want to talk to you? You can find me on uh, TikTok at Danielle Riendo Five or on, <laughs> on uh, Twitter at Danielle Ri. <laughs> we just saw Danielle get way into TikTok in real time on this podcast. Well, no, I've been into it for a long oh, time. Yeah, Danielle. Oh, I, I really? have been all yep. up on TikTok. It's just I, I find it. So fucking delightful. I'm not gonna lie. Incredible. I I yeah. love it. 
Uh, Merritt, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Merritt K, and then I'll probably be on. I don't know. Maybe I'll just get in a football manager, and my username on there will be Yowie Vampire because that's what my Steam name is. So yeah, nice. just also funny story. Uh, so for Warframe, you have to create a separate account, and I was like, I'll just use the same as my Steam name, Yowie Vampire, and uh, I was like, that's fine. Who cares? It's just simple. <laughs> and then um, and then Steven was like, Oh, I'm gonna ask. Uh, digital extremes to sort of uh, hook you up with some stuff so you can, you know, explore the game a little more. Uh, and, but they need your username. So I had to tell someone at Digital Extremes <laughs> that they can send their uh, in-game currency to Yowie Vampire. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, I was the go-between on that one. And I will say, at the very least, nobody commented on it. So that could be good or bad. <laughs> Well, wait, sorry. Doesn't that mean that the Digital Extremes also knows that to send their codes to quarantine the straights as well? Uh, so no, because like Merritt said, you have to have a separate Warframe oh, account. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. sorry. So it's a separate. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Never mind. So I do want to just tell one very quick story before we before we leave. Okay. And uh, it's about this, you know, this sort of thing. Uh, I had a friend in high school who had an Xbox Live account, uh, and his account name was Supreme Playa 49. <laughs> Good. And uh, uh-huh. he thought, you know, that was like kind of like a fun Playa with an A, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, uh, of course. at this time, you had to call to cancel your Xbox Live. Mm. So uh, he <laughs> called and they're like, okay, sir, what's your, uh, what's your Xbox Live name? And uh, he was like, it's, um, it's uh, Supreme play a 49 and they're like oh could you spell that please so he had to stop his fucking stupid embarrassing username this person at microsoft to, to fucking major whatever his name is major nelson major nelson, yeah. nelson yeah Yes, yes, ma'am. That is that is that is with an A. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, Major Nelson probably had to spell out his name at some point too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your real name? Is your real name Nelson? Right? No. I'm sorry. It's, it's something. It's Larry. 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 My real name is Larry. My name's Larry. Why not Major Larry? Was taken. Probably was taken. Oh yeah. Bummer that he wasn't able to get on the ground floor with his Xbox Live camera tag. <laughs> with Major Larry. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, mm, wait. already. Okay, I've completely lost track of time now. <laughs> it's all I'm meaningless sorry. to me. No, no, it's fine. That was good. Uh, Nikki, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Godsua, G O D S E W A, and on Byte at CNN. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, John, where can people find you? You can find me. You can find me at Floppy Adult, <laughs> and you can find Twitter. me. Oh yeah, uh, and you can find me as always on Twitter at at Steven Strom S T E V E N S T R O M, and you can watch the stuff that we do on Twitch.tv slash Fanbite, and that's all you need to hear from us this week. We will be back with an episode if you love to see it on Thursday. It's a really good one, also Final Fantasy oriented, and I think people are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I sure do. Good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Danielle, because that tells me that I was a, like didn't make a complete fool of myself. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's real good. Yeah. And yeah, until then, and then until next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.